This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allows members to request future stories and themes. Thank you for listening. This podcast contains mature content and is intended for an adult audience only. It contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of all stories is fiction with any similarities to real people or events being purely coincidental. This podcast is not intended for anything but entertainment of the listener, and if you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. The Job by Dream Cloud. Chapter 01 The sun began to threaten Jaden's chair. The awning just wasn't big enough to block the tropical rays. He scooted the chair back another couple of inches and it hit the cafe's wall. He had maybe 15 minutes left before the heat began to attack his feet. He sighed and looked around for a better position. There wasn't one. He relaxed and decided to enjoy what time he had left. He readjusted his sunglasses and scanned the boardwalk for more bikinis. Jaden enjoyed this part of the beach. He could sit in the shade while sipping a sweet rum concoction and watching all the women parading around in next to nothing. Every so often, a woman would walk by who really fleshed out a bikini. It was a momentary thrill in his otherwise boring existence. He never confronted any of them or stalked them to their destinations. He just flirted in his mind. Jaden loved the female form in all its iterations. He rated women in his mind according to how enticing they looked in their chosen attire. Not that he was a fashion expert, far from it. He just knew what looked right and what didn't. A heavy woman in the right clothes could be much more enticing than a skinny model dressed like crap. It all depended on the curves the woman accentuated and how the colors worked with her skin. He was a visual connoisseur. Jaden tried not to smile when the raven-haired woman walked past him for the third time. She was obviously proud of her look and had decided to spend the afternoon showing herself off. Her bikini top was perfect for her chest. It held her breasts up just enough to form a modest bit of cleavage that worked very well with her frame. Jaden wasn't impressed with the bikini bottoms. She had chosen bottoms that were too small for her butt and stomach. The woman had a slight tummy paunch and her butt cheeks rode a bit low. He would have picked a bit fuller bikini bottom for her. She would have been a knockout in something more akin to boy shorts. The woman turned into the cafe and surprised Jaden by choosing a chair at his table. She placed her elbows on the table's glass surface and rested her chin in her hands. She didn't say a word as she stared at Jaden with a flat expression. Jaden smiled at the unexpected intrusion. It would, at the very least, break up the day. Have I offended you somehow? Jaden asked, making it sound innocent. He was looking into her brown eyes wishing she would have picked a better eyeshadow color. Her choice was a bit too dark for such a bright day. You've been watching me so I came over to watch you. She smirked highly confident in her delivery. She was almost challenging him to contradict her. Jaden gave her half a laugh. I've been watching everyone. You just happened to walk by a few times. Jaden declared. He wasn't easily put off kilter and he responded without looking away. The woman lifted her head off her hands and pulled her elbows off the table. Her modest cleavage was now front and center. You looked lonely sitting here by yourself. No one to share a drink with? She teased and smiled which improved her look tremendously. Jaden smelled a come on. He knew it wasn't his physique or the cutoffs and Hawaiian shirt he was wearing. He shook his head no. I just enjoy a private drink now and again. Jaden replied and tried to figure out her angle. He gave a quick glance around to see if something more sinister was afoot. The coast seemed clear. I specialize in lonely men. She whispered through a set of pouty lips. Jaden realized she wasn't parading. She was advertising. He wasn't really in the market, but his dick was willing to jump at the chance. She would certainly be more entertaining than the night of TV viewing he had planned. He pulled his sunglasses off and returned her gaze. I do so enjoy being specialized, Jaden said, giving her his biggest smile. He stood up from the table and pulled out his full money clip. He ripped off a twenty and placed it under his glass. I have a place two blocks from here, 
he said as he tilted his head to the south indicating the direction. Her eyes followed the money clip back into his pocket. She also rose from her chair and moved closer to Jaden. You don't want to know how much? She whispered in Jaden's ear so she couldn't be overheard. He laughed again. Spend the night and I'll make sure you don't have to work for a week. Jaden promised and wrapped his arm around hers and escorted her out of the cafe patio. What should I call you tonight? He asked as she looked up at him and smiled. I'll be Deborah tonight. The name seemed to fit her look. Jaden was pleased with the choice. Do you have a name or should I call you sir? Deborah made it sound flirty. She reached over with her opposite hand to caress his arm. Deborah is a lovely name. Jaden looked down into her eyes. My friends call me Jaden. I am certainly not a sir. He wrapped his fingers in hers as they walked down the street. It pleased him to treat her like a girlfriend. Deborah sensed his thoughts and leaned her head into his shoulder as they walked. Smart girl, Jaden thought as they headed to the apartment. They entered the sparse condo arm in arm. Like all of Jaden's homes, there were no pictures on the walls and only minimal furniture. He never spent the time to decorate since they all felt more like hotels than homes. Can I offer you a glass of wine? Jaden queried as he broke their entwined arms and headed to the open kitchen. That would be nice. Deborah commented, secretly hoping it wasn't the expensive stuff. She enjoyed wine that measured its age in months instead of years. Jaden reached into the cupboard and grabbed one of the bottles of Norton he had picked up from a Missouri winery he visited a few months back. He had become tired of driving and simply followed some signs to the winery for what he hoped would be a scenic lunch. The waiter had talked him into trying the wine and Jaden was surprised how much he enjoyed it. He usually preferred his rum, but the wine had just the right mix of dryness and berry flavor. He bought a case and tipped the waiter well. Jaden popped the cork and filled two wine glasses. He remembered something about letting the bottle breathe before pouring, but he was never one for protocol. He slid a glass over to Deborah and watched her hesitantly take a sip. A smile formed on her face. Wow, that's pretty good. Deborah enthused and she began to think this night might not be a bad gig. She never knew how a new guy was going to turn out. Her profession was a risky one. Jaden pulled out his money clip and counted off $500 bills. He looked into Deborah's eyes and pushed the bills across the counter toward her. This is just to build some trust. Jaden smiled as he said it. He wanted to make sure she knew he wasn't going to rip her off. He knew the risk she was taking. Deborah took another sip of the pleasant wine as she watched him slide the money across the counter. She was a bit surprised when the money clip didn't go back into his pocket. He just placed it on the counter and ignored it. She knew it wrapped a few thousand more. Deborah didn't reach for the five hundred. She was certain it would be there in the morning. This man wasn't muscled, aggressive, or even exceptional looking. When she first saw him at the cafe, she pegged him as a married man on a trip without the wife. That couldn't be farther from the truth. His confidence almost bordered on scary. Deborah sensed that to take more than he offered would be dangerous. She also felt that he would offer more than she would ever ask for. No, tonight it would go Jaden's way. She placed her glass on the counter and began to saunter around to his side. What are you looking for tonight, Jaden? Deborah projected her sexiest smile. She had every intention of making this man happy. Smart girl, Jaden thought for the second time. He was pleased she didn't just snap up the money. Do you think you could be my girlfriend tonight? Jaden asked. He enjoyed the couple fantasy. He would never find it in real life. It was the one thing he regretted when he chose his profession. Wives and family didn't mix with his career. Deborah was pleased with his desire. It meant that it would be a tender night. She was a bit bored with. Wham bam thank you ma'am. New girlfriend? Old girlfriend? Engaged? Deborah asked and moved closer and lightly stroked his arm. She decided she would work on her non-existent acting career. What would be her motivation? Jaden placed his glass next to hers. Engaged would be wonderful. He stated and pushed some of her errant hair behind her ear and caressed her neck. Deborah responded by softly encircling the back of his neck with her hands. I am so glad you're home, Jaden. Deborah cooed and pulled his head down to hers and softly merged her lips with his. She rarely kissed a customer. It somehow seemed right in this case. She decided his fantasy was more important than any stupid rules. Her tongue flicked across his lips and Jaden responded by wrapping her in his arms and parting his lips. He felt the stirrings of arousal and couldn't believe his luck. It was going to be a wonderful night. Jaden swept her off her feet. 
Deborah felt a slight tinge of fear at the ease with which Jaden lifted her. I couldn't wait until I got back to you, sweetheart. Jaden responded and smiled into Deborah's eyes as he began to move toward the bedroom. Deborah's fear gave way to a strange sense of security. His confident yet tender cradling made her feel cherished. She instinctively knew nothing would harm her tonight. He had been acting, but for now, it was real for him. Nothing bad would ever touch Jaden's fiance. She smiled back and snuggled deeper into his shoulder. Jaden smoothly maneuvered his precious cargo through the door and carefully kneeled as he lay her on the bed. You are so beautiful. He whispered as he cradled her face in his hands. Jaden didn't just see Deborah. He saw, in his mind, every woman he had ever been with. Every shape and size, both submissive and aggressive and both sweet and cruel. He loved them all. His lips met hers again as he ran his hand softly down her side. Deborah mewed into his lips as she placed her hand behind his head to pull him closer. This was a bit more passionate than she was accustomed to. Men usually used, not made love to, her. She knew she shouldn't enjoy it and should try to maintain some mental distance. It was going to be difficult. A shiver ran down Jaden's spine as he sampled the softness of Deborah's skin. He thought it felt like warm silk. He could happily spend hours just caressing every square inch. Deborah giggled at his touch and scooted over to give him room to join her on the bed. Normally, she would be naked already, but today she knew better. He would undress her. Jaden rose off his knees and onto the bed. His fingers traced the outline of her bikini top and circled her breasts. He looked for how it was clasped. Deborah smiled at his search and sexily arched her back in response. He briefly chuckled, sensing they were in sync. He followed the strap under her arm to the middle of her back. He found the clasp and deftly released the teeth to free her breasts. You have freed me, kind sir. Deborah played the innocent as Jaden tossed the top off the side of the bed. She figured a bit of playful pillow talk would fit his mood. Only to devour you, my princess. Jaden sported a sinister grin as he leaned into her breasts. Deborah sucked in her breath, remembering less thoughtful customers. He attacked with only kisses and she laughed with delight. He relished her breasts. They had a bit of maturity, but maintained their soft, pillowy nature. They weren't the fake rocks that seemed to make the rounds these days. He massaged one and softly suckled and kissed the other. Devilishly, he ran his tongue around the nipple, slowly increasing the pressure, as he circled. Deborah felt the sensation go from pleasant, to ticklish, to unbearably ticklish. She started to laugh as she tried to push his head away from her breast. You're a beast! She chided as he finally relented with an ecstatic smile on his face. Deborah was a responsive woman. Jaden's need was beginning to match his happiness. He leaned back to remove his shirt. She reached up and stroked his chest while he disrobed. Deborah was surprised to see the lean muscles that were hidden away. They weren't bodybuilder-type muscles. Instead, they were formed by use. She could see why he had carried her so easily. Jaden looked at the nearly naked woman with admiration. He imagined himself spending a lifetime with this body. Learning every square inch of it. Enjoying making it squirm. He ran his hand between Deborah's breasts and down to her stomach. He caressed her belly, imagining a child growing there. His child. Jaden leaned in and kissed her belly button. The experience was new to Deborah. It was more sensitive than she would have imagined. She reached down and stroked his hair, as a mother would console a young boy. Jaden came back to his senses. It was a wonderful fantasy, but children weren't in the cards for him. He looked up into Deborah's loving eyes. She had sensed, but didn't understand, his strange desire. Deborah played along the best she could. At least he was tender, and nice guys got the full treatment. She smiled as his fingers carefully entwined in the sides of her bikini bottoms. She lifted her but a bit to help him. With his efforts. Jaden lifted the last bit of Deborah's clothing straight up, forcing her to lift her legs high. He followed the bottoms with kisses up the back of her legs. They were as soft as the rest of her. He caught a scent, possibly lavender, that lingered behind her knees. He wondered if she bathed in the scent. He imagined her, the mother of his children, behind a layer of lavender bubbles, soaking the day's worries away. He lowered her legs tenderly to the bed and stood to remove his shorts. Let me. Full treatment, Deborah reminded herself as she sat up to lower his pants. Jaden was obviously aroused, which pleased her. Everything was more fluid when the man needed little encouragement. She lowered his shorts and boxers in one smooth motion. 
After he stepped out of them, she ran her hands and eyes slowly up his legs until she faced his manhood. Deborah moved her hands around his hips to his butt. She looked up into his eyes with a smile. I've been waiting all day for this, honey. She lowered her lips over his heart on, and, ever so softly, began to lick and suck the head. She wanted it to be lovely, like what a future wife would do for the man she loved. She felt a shiver go through his legs as she used her hands to pull him in a bit deeper. Jaden dropped a hand behind her head. He loved the softness and warmth of her mouth. He caressed behind her ear, letting her know how much he enjoyed her efforts. Deborah tasted a bit of sweet pre-cum and knew it would ruin it for him if he came in her mouth. He wanted a lover, not a slut. She released his cock while caressing his thighs. She looked back up into his eyes. I need you and me, baby. Deborah was proud how it came out. It was almost a whisper, and it sounded desperate. She might just be an actress someday. Jaden smiled at her need and carefully pushed her back onto the bed. He remembered the condoms in the nightstand on the other side of the bed. He hated to break the fantasy, but she was a hooker. He started to climb over her. Deborah panicked for a second, thinking he desired unprotected penetration as he moved over the top of her. She caught his arm and used his momentum to roll him across her and onto his back. She ended up sitting on his legs, smiling. Jaden felt the move coming. Not feeling threatened, he let her continue, wondering what Deborah was up to. He was just about to call a pause, thinking she intended a bareback ride, when she produced a condom packet from behind her back. Jaden smiled, trying to figure out where she had been hiding that. Smart girl, he thought again. You know the rules, honey. No babies till we're married. She tried to retain the illusion as she tore into the wrapper. Deborah saw his eyes brighten when she said the word. Babies. She knew how to read men. She realized why he was kissing her belly. Deborah smiled as she rolled the condom down his now twitching member. Every man had a fetish. Something that got him hot, and she now knew his. She was going to rock his world and it pleased her to no end. Jaden watched in rapt attention as Deborah applied the condom. He was so pleased she did it without breaking character. Her tip was going to be large, that much he knew. He was so turned on when she mentioned babies, and marriage. That was his real fantasy. Men always want what they can have. He saw a sparkle in Deborah's eyes. Something had changed, and he had no idea what it was. It made her look sexier. So it couldn't be a bad thing. Deborah rose above his cock and guided it with her hand between her legs. The condom was lubricated, but she realized that wasn't really necessary. Jaden's tender teasing had already forced nature to take its course. She looked deep into his eyes. She had him. He wouldn't know what hit him. Deborah was proud of herself as she slowly dragged the tip of his manhood across her wet opening. Jaden, can you imagine what our kids will look like? Deborah made it sound like an everyday conversation. She felt his cock twitch and his hips jerk. A new glow appeared in his eyes. They would be so beautiful. Jaden said softly, looking deep into her eyes. She knew she had read him perfectly. He felt her lower herself onto him. There was little resistance, only a wonderful warmth. He knew he wouldn't last long. He loved that Deborah had figured him out. Soon you'll make my belly so big. She felt him struggling to hold on. Deborah reached out and grabbed his hands. A weird fetish, but rather sweet, she thought. She placed his hands softly on her belly. You can almost feel him growing. Jaden was in heaven as he caressed her belly. Deborah would look truly wonderful pregnant. She kept riding up and down. His hips began to match her rhythm. She decided to finish him. She knew it wouldn't take much. Fill me, Jaden, make a baby in me. Jaden exploded. It was the best he had felt in years. Such a lovely wife and the baby would be so beautiful. He pulled her chest down to his as another spasm filled the condom. His eyes watered as his emotions got the better of him. A smaller spasm finished him and his legs went slack. Jaden hugged Deborah close. Thank you, thank you, oh thank you. He whispered into her ear. Deborah was a bit shocked about the end. She stayed in his arms and didn't try to struggle. She was incredibly uncomfortable with the closeness and didn't want him to bond. They lay that way for a few minutes until Jaden's heart returned to normal. He released her and she slid off his softening member. That was rather intense. Deborah said nicely, looking at his face. She wanted to see if he thought it was more real than it was. Jaden smiled, looking at the ceiling. You were wonderful, Deborah. He turned his head toward her. 
You should be an actress. I loved every minute of it. He said it without any endearment which relieved Deborah. He smiled. What's your real name? She thought about lying, but she knew his secret desires and saw little reason to hide her secrets. Sandra. She hoped that it wasn't a mistake to let it out. Jaden hopped out of bed. His energy had returned. Why don't you leave Deborah in the bed? I would really like to have a drink with Sandra. Jaden was in full conversation mode. Nothing sexual, just two people having a drink. Sandra laughed while looking between his legs. Are you sure you don't want me to help you with that first? Jaden looked down and laughed with her. It looked pretty pathetic after Deborah wore it out. He scooted over carefully, hoping the condom wouldn't just fall off. She had coaxed out a rather healthy load. Sandra removed it clinically. Is that the bathroom? Sandra asked, looking at the door they didn't enter through. Yep, there are a couple of robes in there. Jaden started walking out of the room naked, with the confidence he had displayed earlier. Grab one for me too, please. He was gone and down the hall before she was off the bed. Sandra breathed a sigh of relief. It turned out great, but there were brief moments of concern. She remembered the tasty wine and hurried to the bathroom. Sandra returned to the kitchen in an oversized terry cloth robe. She handed a duplicate to Jaden who wasn't the slight bit self-conscious about his parts hanging out. Her money pile on the counter had grown substantially. She was so pleased with herself for taking the risk at the cafe. Jaden would be her vein of gold. She lifted the newly refreshed glass of wine, attempting to ignore the cash Jaden had set aside for her. I come here a couple of times a year, Jaden said between sips. I would like to know how to contact Deborah in the future. Sandra looked at him quizzically. It sounded almost like a dismissal. She was a bit confused. Are we done here? She spread her hands apart to emphasize the point. For some reason, she was disappointed. The money was excellent, but she felt she was shortchanging him. She was starting to think of it as a long-term investment. Jaden chuckled. Deborah is. He lifted his glass in a toast. The only way you could top that performance is to bring in a justice of the peace, and neither of us want that. I intend to bore you with conversation the rest of the night. I also wouldn't mind falling asleep next to a warm body tonight. Sandra smiled and tapped her glass against his. Actually sleeping with a customer would be new. It had happened by accident before, but never planned. This guy was the sweetest pervert she had ever met. Do you have pen and paper? Sandra asked, excited about the future paydays. A wealthy repeat customer who wasn't after what she wasn't willing to give was as good as gold. She knew what he liked. No bikini next time, she thought, possibly a skirt and a blouse. Something a respectable girlfriend would wear. Jaden handed her a pad and pen and watched her scratch out her name and number. By the time she was handing the pad back, he already had her number memorized. His mental Rolodex was well trained. The first five sheets of the pad would be destroyed to prevent anyone from connecting him to Sandra. His life had to remain as anonymous as possible. He slid the pad to the side and smiled. You ever play cribbage? Jaden thought it would throw her off balance. He knew how strange his requests could seem. This night was going so well, he figured he would see if he could squelch another of his desires. Sandra laughed, almost spilling her drink. You have a naked woman in your house and you want to play cribbage. She pointed her free hand at him. You are a pleasantly strange man, Jaden. Jaden was thrown a little off balance. He was surprised at her candor and pleased that she didn't ask what cribbage was. I'll play, but it's been a few years. My brother and I played a lot when we were younger. Sandra gave him a mischievous smile. I have every intention of kicking your ass. Jaden smiled while rubbing his hands together. It's on. It is so on. Jaden was excited. It was rare he could get in a real game. He played online all the time, but it just wasn't the same. He was doubly happy he wouldn't have to teach the game. It felt like he had discovered a gold mine in Sandra. The perfect woman for his lifestyle. Part fantasy, part companion and no attachment. He headed to a drawer in the great room table and retrieved a rarely used cribbage board. Since it's been a while, I'll let you have the first deal. He said it quickly since he was anxious to get started. Sandra followed him into the great room. No freebies, we cut for deal. Sandra flashed back to the cribbage wars she had with her brother. It went back and forth for years before they drifted apart. The memories were good ones and tonight was bringing them back. Best three out of five loser deals. She was proud it was coming back to her so quickly. Jaden won the first two games. 
He wasn't going to let up, but he really wanted Sandra to win at least one. Sandra knew she blew the first game. She had forgotten how to handle the pegging round which cost her quite a bit. She corrected that in the second game, which was much closer, but she still lost. Her mind was no longer on the job. It was focused solely on the game. Jaden wasn't a customer anymore, he was an opponent. Sandra eked out a victory in the third game. She would have lost had Jaden counted first. She didn't care why. She just relished the victory. Jaden was pleased the game would go on. With her victory, he could now win the match happily knowing they both had a bit of fun. He was shocked when she almost skunked him in the fourth game. If she had counted first, he would have been skunked. It was getting serious now. Sandra was no pushover and the smile on her face was just a bit too much for his taste. I think a wager is in order. Jaden decided to up the stakes. He wanted to make the game mean more than just a match. It would have to be something worth it to both of them. I've seen your money clip. Sandra looked at him with a superior smile. Losing the kind of money I could afford would be meaningless to you. She would be happy just winning the match. There was no way she was risking her pay on the game. This is going to be for all the marbles. Jaden was getting hungry now. Winner picks the takeout and chooses the movie. He was stretching into his fantasy again. A real relationship with shared simplicity. What a wonderfully strange man, Sandra thought. You're on. She had no idea what to do with her winnings. Sandra just knew she wanted to win. Halfway into the game, Jaden realized he was getting his ass handed to him. Her luck was incredible, and he seemed to misplay every pegging. He couldn't believe how the tables had turned out a buzzing from the kitchen attracted their attention. Fucking work, Jaden thought to himself as he went to view the text. Only one entity knew the phone number so it could only be work. He tapped his code into the phone and read the text, XXOL. Someone had really pissed someone off, he thought. It would be his best payday in a while so he couldn't turn the assignment down. He replied, love ya. Then he waited for the location. Evansville, Indiana buzzed into his phone a moment later. It would be a long drive tomorrow. Best get started early, he rationalized as he darkened his phone and returned, smiling, to the game. Sandra tried desperately to not smile when Jaden returned to the table. She so enjoyed winning, but she didn't want to gloat at a customer. She felt the muscles straining in her jaw as she dealt out the cards for the next hand. Jaden was semi-pleased with his cards. He had to drop a jack and five into her crib, but it preserved a double run, sevens through nine. If her hand and crib were weak, he may have a chance to come back. He cut the cards and Sandra turned a jack. Her luck wouldn't end as she added two more points. Pegging was inconsequential with Jaden scoring three and Sandra pegging two. Jaden smiled as he turned over his hand. Twelve points, double run with two fifteenths. He jumped his peg just shy of the skunk line. A nice count next turn would put him back in the running. He lost his smile when he looked at Sandra's straining face. She looked like she might explode as she dropped a double run of fives through seven. Sixteen points, double run with four fifteenths. Sandra could hardly get it out. She knew what she put in the crib and figured there was no way she could lose. A worried feeling began to grow in Jaden's stomach. He knew what he put in the crib and, with a jack turned, it didn't look good. She flipped the crib and nearly jumped out of her skin. Two jacks and two fives. Sandra was biting her lip and her face was starting to blush. Jaden kept looking at the cards wondering where the downfall began. He was skunked. He looked at Sandra. Go ahead, get it over with. Jaden grumbled with a flourish of his hands. Sandra jumped up and her robe opened as she spun around. I kicked your ass. She was adorable spinning in all her glory. You thought you had me, but I kicked your ass. Gloating suited her. Jaden laughed at her happiness. For a brief moment he regretted the life he chose. He would have loved this night to be real. Enjoy your victory, Missy. It will be the last you ever see. Jaden teased as he headed to the kitchen. He was beginning to feel hunger pains. Rum and wine was about all he had today. He heard a whispered I kicked your ass as he walked away. Maybe she should be paying me, he wondered humorously to himself as he grabbed the stack of menus from the drawer. Jaden suffered through the Chinese takeout. He had no idea how Sandra deduced that it would be his last choice. There was no way he was going to admit it so he ate like he loved it. He felt Sandra's movie choice was also picked to hurt. A black and white 50s flick called Sabrina that he had never seen. Surprisingly, he liked that one. Audrey Hepburn knew how to dress. Every outfit was perfect. 
Jaden only wished he could see the colors. He enjoyed the movie with Sandra snuggled in close. It was almost like they cared for each other. This was how he pictured his imaginary life. They retired to the bedroom after the movie. Sandra knew what he wanted and she wanted to give it to him. She spooned into his back and placed her arm over his chest. Good night, lover. Deborah whispered in his ear and lightly kissed his neck. Jaden smiled and closed his eyes. Chapter 02 Sandra woke to the wonderful smell of coffee. She moved slowly before she realized she was alone in bed. The memories from last night flooded back and, judging by the brightness of the sun breaking around the curtains, she had slept late. She donned the robe from last night and followed the smell of the coffee to the kitchen. The condo felt empty as she moved down the hallway. Jaden was gone. There was a note on the counter next to the cash she hadn't touched. The coffee maker gave a friendly hiss as Sandra picked up the note that I had to leave on business that I don't know when I'll return. Enjoy the coffee. There are fresh towels in the bathroom that I'll call for a rematch when I'm back in town. Jay Sandra smiled. She couldn't believe the trust he had placed in her. She poured a cup of coffee and counted the wad of money for the first time. There was $2,500 in the stack. What a wonderfully strange man, she said to herself. Sandra had never met anyone like Jaden. She was good at reading people and she knew she had only seen the surface. She wondered briefly what he did for a living. Her instincts kicked in and she decided she would rather not know. She remembered his confidence and how he carried himself. Jaden wasn't to be played with. Sandra took a sip of the coffee and looked at the pot. The coffee had an incredibly good, woodsy flavor. She looked around the kitchen and spotted a glass jar filled with coffee beans. She lifted the lid and a wonderful smell hit her nose. There were obviously several types of beans in the jar. The beans didn't match the decor. The coffee reeked of hominess, but the rest of the condo smelled of hotel. She took the coffee into the great room and relaxed. I will enjoy the coffee, she thought as she took another sip, and I will be back when you call. Evansville was over a twenty-hour drive. Jaden was debating whether to do it in one shot or stop in Chattanooga or Nashville on the way north. He knew if he stopped he would be a bit more functional the next day. It was always good to be at the top of your game. A lot fewer mistakes were made that way. On the other hand, with $500,000 at stake, time could be of the essence. When the numbers got this high, multiple contractors were the norm. Jaden's usual fee was $100,000 a hit. The two targets indicated in the text must have really pissed off the powers that be to warrant $250,000 each. Fools, he thought to himself. Why would anyone ever get involved with the syndicate and then try to screw them? They had to know the end results of their actions. They might as well paint targets on their backs. Jaden had no sympathy for idiots who dug their own graves. He was good at what he did. Even criminal organizations had rules and Jaden enforced them. It was a well-thought-out arrangement. Jaden always remained separated from the people who hired him. Their mistakes, or his, wouldn't spill over into the other's world. He knew better than to think he was totally separate. One traitorous move and he would find himself as an X on someone else's phone. Jaden was also a coffee expert. As far as the IRS was concerned, he was a high-paid coffee consultant. He had seen others' greed put them in jail and was adamant he wouldn't follow them. All of his paydays were funneled to Caravan Coffee as a fee for consulting services. Sure, he had to pay the U.S. government over 30%, but by doing so, they never looked deeper. All his money was accounted for as far as the IRS was concerned. Caravan Coffee had been a legitimate front for the syndicate for years. It was so clean the feds had never made the connection. How could it not be? It had thousands of outlets all over the country. It was a good life. A couple of jobs a year was all it took to be financially secure. There weren't many professions where you could work a few weeks a year and vacation the rest. It did have the drawback of no family life. He could never mix innocence with his profession. They would always be at risk. A bargaining chip for those who meant to control him. No, he would have to be satisfied with hookers and skip the girlfriends. His memory went back to last night. Sandra provided the best time he had had in years. Jaden was a little concerned she figured him out so quickly, but the results couldn't be denied. His favorite part was the loving kiss goodnight. What he wouldn't give for that to be real. No, he made his choice long ago. He could never risk taking a wife. Sandra now knew what he liked, and he had to be happy with that. She seemed a little out of sorts at first, but after that brief start, 
The fantasy took hold, and she steered it wonderfully. He wondered how he got so lucky with her cribbage knowledge. Things just came his way sometimes. If it wasn't for the weapons, he could have flown to Evansville. It was risky acquiring clean weapons and Jaden always limited his risks. It was much better having licensed equipment in the trunk and a carefree attitude in the front. Show your firearms license and a hunting permit, and the cops wanted to talk about deer. There was no risk in hunting and no electronic trail the airlines created. Driving was the best method of travel in the U.S. It was also the most boring. Jaden had tried audiobooks. He had tried spanning the radio frequencies. The only thing that really kept him alert was uninterrupted music. His tastes leaned toward the 60s and 70s, but newer sounds were always finding their way into his phone. A few tricks of modern networking had the sounds shuffling across his car stereo. Jaden was bouncing to Panama Red as he passed Gainesville on Interstate 75. It was a goofy song that made him feel good. When he felt good, time passed more quickly and that was important on a long drive. Getting through the Macon slash Atlanta connector was hell, as always. By the time Jaden neared Chattanooga, he knew it would be useless to continue. He had the stamina, but his mind would be less than 100% if he continued to Evansville tonight. It was better to sleep it off and get an early start the next morning. Jaden only needed a bed and shower. There was no need to break the bank on comforts for a six-hour stay. A sign for a days and promised what he was looking for so he pulled off the interstate. Check-in was quick and painless. They were used to late-night travelers and knew not to lengthen the process with too many pleasantries. He got the first-floor room he wanted and parked near the entrance closest to his room. He was a little miffed when a beat-up blue Mustang pulled in the slot next to him when the parking lot was basically empty. It was a pain getting out of the car when the door could only be opened halfway. A tall man, scruffy with tattoos running down one arm, exited the Mustang and slammed the car door. He turned to Jaden and gave him a dirty look, daring him to question his parking etiquette. Jaden smiled and walked back to his trunk. He had no desire to get in a fight over parking spaces. He retrieved his overnight bag and headed to the door. Scruffy was there fumbling with his wallet, obviously looking for a keycard. Jaden snickered at the twenty-something idiot. The tough act would have to wait now that he needed a favor. Ah, uh, I left my card in the room with my girl. Mind letting me in? Scruffy asked. He was about six inches taller than Jaden and about fifty pounds heavier. Jaden smiled at the apologetic look on the young man's face. It looked as phony as he sounded. It was nice to see Scruffy eat crow, though. Sure, Jaden said as he swiped his card. The idiot grabbed the handle and walked in. A polite man would have held the door for the arms-loaded favor giver. Jaden smiled again, inwardly noting that Scruffy would never amount to much in life. Useless aggression only worked in sports and never in real life. He imagined Scruffy in his sixties, living in a rundown trailer and waiting impatiently for his next social security check. There was no need to waste energy on people like that. Jaden got to room 129 and swiped his card. He noted that Scruffy was lightly knocking on 131. Damn my luck, he thought. I hope this asshole isn't a night owl. Jaden entered his room and shut the door. He could hear the continued knocking and Scruffy begging for his other half to open the door. Jaden could only image what kind of hideous creature would be attracted to a jerk like that. Jaden pulled his toiletries out of the bag and transferred them to the bathroom. The knocking continued. He applied toothpaste to his toothbrush as the knocking became louder. A scowl began to form on his face. Of all the rooms the hotel had to offer, he got placed next to Scruffy. He began to brush. The knocking turned to pounding that rattled the mirror. Bitch! I know you're in there! Scruffy shouted while he pounded on the door. No one leaves me. Fucking open this door right now! Fuck! Jaden chastised himself. The asshole didn't have a room. He was chasing after a girl. Maybe he should have wasted some time on Scruffy. He hated feeling guilty. Go away, Kyle! The woman's shout came from inside the adjoining room. She sounded scared. Really scared. We're leaving and you have to let us go. Jaden heard a loud crash and the sound of wood splintering. A child's scream echoed through the walls. Jaden entered combat mode. He moved quickly, opening the door and flipping the swinging bar guard out to hold the door open. A woman's cry permeated the hallway as Jaden closed the distance between the two doors. As he entered room 131, he assessed the situation and acted simultaneously. Kyle was holding a crying, petite woman by the hair. Two small boys cowered behind a bed that contained a crying baby wrapped in cloth. 
There were enough suitcases lined up against the wall to indicate a permanent trip had been planned. Kyle's free arm was pulled back and his hand was balled into a fist. He was going to strike and Jaden wasn't going to let him. Continuing his forward momentum, Jaden grabbed Kyle's wrist in the iron grip of his left hand. Coming over the top, the full force of Jaden's right fist drove into the side of Kyle's neck, just under the jaw. There was an audible gasp from Kyle as he released his hold of the woman's hair. Jaden leaned his weight into the back of Kyle's right knee and Kyle dropped to a more manageable height. Jaden drove his knee into the right side of Kyle's diaphragm and heard a rib snap. Kyle was gasping and no longer a threat to anyone. Jaden grabbed him by his scruffy hair. You don't mind if I have a chat with Kyle? He asked as he smiled at the frightened woman. She looked fairly young. The boys looked too old to be hers. She nodded her head and ran back to the children. Not wanting to do this in front of the kids, Jaden half-dragged Kyle back to room 129. Kyle was still trying to find his breath as Jaden leaned him over the bed and twisted the asshole's wrist the wrong way behind his back. Jaden knew what was needed. Pain wasn't enough. He reached into his overnight bag and withdrew his colt and placed the barrel between Kyle's eyes. Jaden asked Kyle, Do you understand the type of man you're now dealing with? Kyle's eyes were tearing. He was still having trouble breathing so he nodded his head. If I ever see you again you're dead. Jaden snarled as he pushed the barrel hard into Kyle's forehead. If you ever go near that woman again you're dead. I will not hesitate the next time. Jaden released Kyle and tossed his cold back into the bag and took a step back. Kyle stood slowly. His side felt like it got hit by a train. He looked through foggy eyes at the man, now unarmed, who took him down so easily. The man's eyes dared him to try something. Kyle knew he was outmatched. He coughed up a bit of blood and decided it was time to leave. Who needs the bitch? Kyle sputtered as he backed out of the room and limped for the exit. Jaden knew Kyle wasn't coming back tonight. He would most likely look for easier targets to soothe his wounded ego. Jaden took a deep breath to slow the adrenaline pumping through his veins. He needed to look calm when he went back into the woman's room. The kids would be scared and need some reassurance that Kyle wouldn't return. How could anyone do that to kids? Jaden knew it happened all the time, but it was the first time he had seen it up close. Kids were precious to him, and they should never experience that type of aggression. Once calmed, he headed back to the woman's room. The woman and children were right where he had left them. The woman was in front of the boys, holding the baby. Her shoulder-length brown hair, with blonde-tinted strands, was still askew from Kyle's hand. Her expression was one of fear as she stood guard in front of the children. She was visibility shaking. The oldest child, maybe five, poked his head around the woman and gave Jaden a weak smile. Kyle decided to go home. Jaden said calmly. He had a change of heart and thought it best to let you all go. He tried to sound reassuring. He didn't enter past the broken door frame so they wouldn't think him a threat. He'll be back, the woman said with a weak voice. Jaden saw tears on her cheeks. He also noticed one of her teeth was chipped and she had a silver stud below her lower lip. She was a walking billboard for making wrong choices. Maybe, but not tonight he won't. Jaden smiled. His confidence radiated for the woman. She collapsed onto the bed with the baby and started crying. The boys stayed standing, staring at Jaden, not knowing what to do about the whole situation. Jaden sighed. Sleep wasn't going to be much of an option tonight. He moved forward slowly and sat on the first of the two beds. My name is Jaden. He tried to sound friendly. He wasn't used to talking with kids. He wished he was, but life wasn't going to let him. What are your names? Jaden asked, gesturing at the two boys while trying to keep a happy face. I'm Sebastian and this is Tristan. The older boy answered while indicating his standing younger brother. And mommy's holding Xavier. Sebastian seemed anxious to talk with Jaden. Jaden was trying to put the pieces together. Sebastian looked a bit old to be the woman's son. And how old are you, Sebastian? Jaden asked as Sebastian took a step forward. He didn't have the fear Jaden would have expected. I'm five. I started school. Sebastian seemed proud of his accomplishment. Jaden smiled at the boy's pride. And what's mommy's name? Jaden asked, directing the question at the woman who had stopped sobbing. She sat back up and wiped her eyes. Sebastian moved closer to her, as an almost protective gesture. Marissa. The woman answered, wiping her nose and looking at Jaden. She was slender and didn't seem to have an ounce of fat on her. Jaden wondered how three kids came out of that body. 
He wanted to ask a slew of questions, but thought it would be a bit inappropriate with the kids around. Those are some pretty nice names for your boys. Jaden commented. He was sure talking about the kids would be a neutral topic. You can be pretty sure they will be unique when they hit school. Jaden continued. Marissa smiled. That's why I picked them. Marissa started to animate a bit. I wanted them to be the only ones in their classes with those names. She added. Jaden could tell she had put a lot of thought into the names. She clearly loved her boys and that was all Jaden needed to know. Shall we call the front desk and get you a room with a working lock? Jaden asked. He wanted to move her out of the damaged room and try to salvage some sleep. You're leaving us? Marissa asked as she scooped up the baby protectively. There was panic in her voice and eyes as she looked at Jaden. Kyle's not coming back, Marissa. Jaden emphasized the not. So she would understand he had already taken care of Kyle. Okay. Marissa stuttered while visibly shaking again. She didn't believe a word he had said about Kyle. Both of the older boys were looking at their mother with blank expressions. Jaden sighed again. You can stay in my room tonight, but I only. Marissa didn't let Jaden finish. Thank you, Jaden. She said and he saw relief wash across her face. Kyle really had her scared. Jaden wondered how she got that chipped tooth. I only have two beds. Jaden finished. He wasn't sure how they would all fit. Marissa was already putting Xavier in his stroller. She had no intention of letting Jaden back out of the offer. Xavier will sleep in the stroller. Marissa said as she started wheeling it toward the door. The boys and I will share a bed. She smiled at Jaden and asked. What's the room number? Jaden smiled back pointing in the direction of room 129. Right next door. Jaden said. He was going to have a family for a night. Not quite the family his fantasies pictured, but a family all the same. He laughed at himself for not driving straight through to Evansville.it took Marissa 10 minutes to move her entire life into Jaden's room. Another 15 minutes to get the kids tucked away before she sat down on the end of the bed and buried her head in her hands. It can't be all that bad. Jaden whispered. It sounded useless as soon as he said it. He looked at the kids and knew any problem she had was multiplied by three. My cousin was supposed to pick us up. Marissa said with red eyes. That was two days ago, and now he isn't answering his phone. I'm running out of options. She waved her hands toward her children. I fucked up my life and now I'm about to fuck up theirs. I have got enough money to stay two more days and that's if they don't charge me for that door. Look, I can loan you some cash to get yourself out of here. Jaden said. He was still feeling guilty for letting Kyle into the building. You can get somewhere safe and divorce the bastard. Marissa laughed more to herself than to Jaden. He isn't my husband and certainly not any of the boy's father. She shrugged her shoulders. He's just the latest in my long list of bad decisions. I met him outside Atlanta and spent a year trying to get away. My life is just one dirty snowball rolling downhill. If it weren't them. She glanced over at her children. I'd be dead on some street corner by now. Had Sebastian when I was 16. Another fine choice and boyfriends that one. Look, I can't stay here and neither can you. Jaden said. He needed to move on, but he didn't want to leave this family high and dry. I've got to stay here in case my cousin comes. Marissa buried her head in her hands again. If not, I have to go back to Kyle so my kids can eat. Kyle will calm down after a while. Kyle would beat her nearly to death and Jaden knew it. He went too far with his threats and Kyle would take it out on her. There was no way Jaden would let her end up back there. Look, I'm going north. I can drop you off in Nashville or somewhere else and I'll loan you enough money to give you time to think. Jaden said. He couldn't stay in contact for long, but he could give her a few months to think up new options. He already knew Kyle was a bad option. Marissa rose from the bed and took Jaden's hand in hers. She led him to the bathroom and closed the door. Marissa looked Jaden in the eye and said, If you help me take care of my boys you can have me every night, any way you want. He was flabbergasted. Jaden had never seen such desperation. No wonder she ended up with slime balls. Marissa, I would be your worst decision. Jaden tried to say it nicely. You will only find assholes with offers like that. There was no way he would risk those boys' lives by exposing them to his profession. There was also no love here. What was a family without love? Assholes that feed my kids. Marissa was moving closer to Jaden. I can't work with a baby and the two others. I can make you happy though. Jaden placed his hands on her shoulders to stop her advance. 
We aren't doing this, Marissa, Jaden said firmly. Marissa pushed harder for a moment then sank down and sat on the toilet. I'm sorry, I just can't use you like that. He thought back and realized this was the first time he had ever refused a woman's sex. This was truly a strange pit stop. Marissa's shoulders slumped, and she looked at the floor. I don't know what else to do. Marissa said despondently. I've got nothing but sex to offer. No money. No property. Only sex and a never-ending pile of problems. She started to cry again as she looked up at Jaden. And now men don't want sex from me. Jaden wasn't sure which direction to go with that statement. He decided to be blunt. If you want to be a hooker, I'm sure you'd be great at it and make fortune. Jaden sighed. I'd be your first customer. If you're looking for a father for your kids then you need someone to love. If there isn't love there, your boys will end up suffering the most. He took a deep breath. I can buy you some time, that's the best I can do. He was exasperated because he was getting in much deeper than he should. How much? Marissa asked as she wiped her eyes. How much will I loan you? Jaden was confused. I won't take a loan I can't pay back. Marissa stated, standing up. How much for me tonight? You will be my first customer. She reached down and pulled her shirt off over her head. Across her stomach was an artistic tattoo rendering of her first two children's names. She was wearing a stretch athletic bra over her smallish breasts. Jaden wondered how three children could have come from such a slim belly. I don't see Xavier's name. Jaden said, trying to give himself time to think. Haven't had time yet. Marissa said as she reached across her breasts and pulled the sport bra over her head. Two adorable handful-sized breasts bounced back and pointed proudly at Jaden. Probably have to go down the arm. She started to undo her jeans and Jaden knew he was running out of time. I really didn't mean you should be a hooker. Jaden said without much conviction. I was just making a comparison. Marissa was a very enticing little package. He watched her lower her jeans leaving her in only white panties. Kyle will beat me, then fuck me. She put her fingers inside the elastic of her panties. You will pay me, then fuck me. Not much of a choice there. She lowered her panties to the floor. She had the cutest shaved pussy Jaden had ever seen. He felt himself getting aroused and hated himself for it. I'll just give you the money. Jaden said, hoping she would agree. His dick was hoping she would decline. This time he didn't stop her approach. She pulled up to him, chest to chest, and whispered, No handouts. How much? Marissa smiled through her red eyes. She had been selling herself for a lot less for many years. Jaden's statements just drove it home. It was time she took control and got real pay for services rendered. Jaden surrendered. Two thousand for the night. Jaden wanted to make sure she had enough time to think about the future before she committed to this course permanently. Marissa dropped her hand down to the inside of his thigh and slowly raised it till it wrapped around his growing erection. It's customary to pay the lady up front. Marissa said and smiled as she gave him a soft kiss on the neck. She was playing it to the hilt. She felt safe with Jaden. She secretly hoped she could please him enough to make him stay with her. She wasn't sure love was as important as security. It's in my bag. Jaden said and nodded at the door. Marissa released him with a giggle, trying to make a SSH sound with her finger on her lips. He snuck out the door and quietly brought his travel bag into the bathroom. The boys didn't move a muscle. He reclosed the door and fished for his cash. He chastised himself as he pushed the colt to the bottom of the bag. What kind of man leaves a loaded gun alone in a room with kids, he thought and vowed to be more diligent when it involved children. He found the money clip he had tossed in the bag earlier and peeled off twenty hundreds and handed them to Marissa. She smiled as she took the money. She had never held that much cash at any one time in her life. She lifted her jeans and stuffed the wad into the pocket. I am yours till the sun rises, Marissa said and moved back into him. Both her hands went to this belt and removed it deftly. She untucked his shirt and began unbuttoning. Jaden leaned back against the sink, letting her undress him. He just overpaid a novice hooker for a night of sex in an 8 by 8 motel bathroom. He reached over and locked the door. This was going to be for mature eyes only. Marissa enjoyed being in control. She could see and feel Jaden's desire and knew he had tried to fight it. She had power over him now and it was strangely exhilarating. Her past experiences always had her on her back being pounded quickly. Jaden paid to have her, and she knew he preferred her to have him. 
Marissa finished the last button and removed his shirt. She stroked his chest, feeling the tight coils of thin muscles that had so easily handled Kyle. She had never seen Kyle so submissive, so beaten and Jaden had done it so quickly. It scared her for a moment, knowing that he could do the same to her. She looked up into his eyes and found them closed in lust, a happy grin on his face. His violence was so controlled and practiced. Marissa swept her hands slowly down his sides, kissing down his torso as she dropped to her knees. Jaden scooted his butt off the sink to help her pull his pants down. His cock sprang to attention as she lowered his boxers. Kyle would have to be angry to get that hard, Marissa thought, smiling as she softly caressed Jaden's cock. She marveled at how hard it had become just from seeing her naked. She heard a quiet moan and looked up into his eyes. He was watching her stroke his hard on. He wasn't trying to force her head down or flipping her over to be used. The tremors she felt in his legs were due to her caresses and nothing more. When Marissa slowed she could feel his body trying to beg for more. She could feel its satisfaction when she increased the pressure. She saw on the head, a clear drop of precum voicing his need, telling her she was doing it perfectly. There were no vile words, no pulling of her hair, just quiet submission to her hand. She moved closer and cleared away his drip teasingly with her tongue. She felt a shudder travel through his entire body. Oh God! Marissa! Jaden's reaction surprised her. He made no move to use her harder, but she knew his need was intense. She had never met a man so in control. She put him in her mouth and used her tongue around the head. He moaned louder and his legs stiffened a bit. She felt his hand move to her head. Marissa braced herself for the gagging she knew was coming. All men reached a breaking point. Jaden just took longer, she thought. Jaden was in a special part of a personal heaven. Marissa was so tender it felt closer to tickling. He was straining to not lose it early, to enjoy it for as long as possible. It brought memories back of the first times in high school when he and his girlfriend didn't know what felt good and what would hurt. It felt like Marissa was discovering a man for the first time. When her lips engulfed his cock, the feeling was exquisite. He placed his hand on the side of her head and caressed behind her ear. He had to let her know how wonderful it felt. Tears formed in Marissa's eyes and her lips caressed his cock. There was no gagging, no. Take it, you whore. Jaden's hand was so tender. It felt so loving as he stroked her neck in satisfaction. She took more of him down, desperately wanting to make him happy. She heard him groan and knew he loved what she was doing. Jaden couldn't hold out much longer. He was moments away and wasn't sure Marissa would want it in her mouth. Honey, I am going to come. He whispered as he dropped his hand to her shoulder and pushed lightly to let her know it was time. Tears were flowing down Marissa's cheeks. Jaden was warning her, letting her pull off and not fill her mouth. He was letting it be her choice. There was no way his seed would find the floor. This man would finish in her. She would give all of herself to him tonight. She placed her hands behind the small of his back and pulled him deeper. She felt Jaden's hips begin to jerk and his cock spasmed in her mouth. His hand squeezed her shoulder as he came. Each shot was accompanied by an involuntary moan of pleasure as he filled her mouth. Marissa swallowed his cum as fast as he delivered it. Not because she had to, but because she thought it might please him more. Spitting seemed like rejection and she didn't want him to have that impression that Jaden's orgasm subsided slowly. Marissa was still massaging his cock with her warm mouth when reality returned to him. He took a deep breath to slow his heart and chuckled as he remembered the pleasant intensity she had caused. Her tongue tickled the end of his cock and it jumped a bit at the growing sensitivity. He laughed as he carefully lifted her to her feet. Marissa, that was wonder. Jaden saw the tears. He wondered if he had gone too far. Why did he mention the hooker thing? Marissa looked so distraught. He thought she was ruined. That was so beautiful. Marissa said through her tears. Jaden was shocked. That was supposed to be his line. That was her gift to him, not the other way around. He wrapped his hands carefully around her face. What kind of men have you been with? Jaden's question was rhetorical. He now knew exactly the slime she had known. He pulled her close and enveloped her in his arms. Her skin felt good against his. Marissa couldn't believe Jaden was holding her. He had come and now he was hugging her. His closeness felt so good. She hugged him in return. She knew he wasn't done with her. He was concerned and she felt it. Sex meant something different to him than the other men she knew. It was a shared experience for him and it didn't feel like a duty to her. 
she reluctantly separated. Has a man ever taken care of you like you just did for me? Jaden asked with a sly smile on his face. He secretly hoped Marissa said no. There is nothing more erotic than seeing a woman's first oral orgasm. He also felt she needed some tender loving care. No. I thought men think it's gross. Marissa said with an air of curiosity. I'm not sure I would like someone down there. Jaden's smile deepened. There was no way he was going to be functional in Evansville unless he got some sleep and there was no way he was going to bed now. Evansville would have to wait one more day. Marissa was about to have a life-altering experience, and Jaden was going to have the pleasure of delivering it. Jaden grabbed Marissa by the hips and hoisted her up on the counter next to the sink. She realized what was happening and closed her legs. She was scared that she would be smelly and disgust him. She didn't want him thinking of her that way. Jaden didn't try to force her legs apart, or even caress them apart. He just smiled and stepped back. If Marissa wanted to play at being a hooker then she had to go all the way. He placed his hands on his hips. Who's the customer here? He reminded her and smiled, then indicated with his hand that she should spread her legs. Marissa was shocked the tables had turned. She had lost control, but he wasn't being physically forceful. Hesitantly, she spread her legs a bit. She looked away, wishing the lights weren't so bright. You'll have to do better than that. Jaden intoned. Marissa bit her lower lip and spread her legs farther apart. Embarrassment began to redden her face. She was ugly down there, and now Jaden would know. Jaden laughed inwardly at her blush. Women would never understand a man's desire. Marissa's pussy was adorable, and she had no idea. You are one gorgeous woman, Jaden said, trying to embed as much lust as possible. Marissa relaxed her legs a bit at the compliment. She didn't understand how anyone would find that part of her pretty. Jaden moved closer and caressed her ankles as he slowly lifted her feet to the counter. This splayed her even more which brought a few more shades of red to Marissa's face. She felt utterly exposed as Jaden knelt before her, his face only inches from her sex. Jaden started by kissing the insides of her milky soft thighs. The first signs of motherhood were there. Barely visible stretch marks were evident starting at her groin and running down the inside of her thighs. He kissed them tenderly, knowing they were caused by three miracles. Marissa shivered, once again wishing the lights were dimmer. She knew the marks her children had left. She couldn't believe Jaden wasn't disgusted by them. Men loved flawless skin. It was a well-known fact. Jaden smiled when his eyes went back to the tattoos across her stomach. He traced Sebastian's name with his finger. Brilliant, he thought. There were probably more stretch marks camouflaged behind the tattoos. What an endearing way to hide the evidence. He kissed her belly, trying to imagine what it was like when she was near term. It had to look wonderful on such a small frame. Marissa was in a panic. She had no idea what Jaden was doing. He was kissing her awful stretch marks and was now playing with the small bulge that was her tummy. She was getting more self-conscious by the moment. She tried to inch away but there was no room on the counter to move. Jaden moved his lips lower and took in her scent. It was a young musky odor that was more than enticing. Her body was betraying her hesitation. It was letting him know it was ready for him to continue. He bent in and lightly kissed the top of her pussy, right over the tiny hood. He heard a gasp from Marissa as he continued to kiss downward. The lips were a bit puffier than when he had begun and Jaden liked the response. He tentatively gave a little lick where the bottom of her sex had opened slightly. Another gasp and a wonderful oily, sweet flavor coated his tongue. He looked up at her face and saw her head lean back against the mirror. Marissa's eyes were closed. He couldn't tell if it was lust or fear the way her legs were twitching. Jaden had his mouth down there. That was all Marissa could think about. How could anyone want to do that? She couldn't deny the warmth that was spreading in her pussy and around her thighs. When he kissed her sex, she gasped and leaned her head back to the mirror. She closed her eyes wondering when it would end and if she wanted it to. When he licked her, she involuntarily gasped in surprise and the flood of warmth increased. She began to be concerned she would have to pee. Jaden licked his index finger and gently searched for her opening. He started low and slowly followed up between her lips. Marissa was warm and very wet inside. He circled her opening and licked above his finger. He received a low moan in response and slowly inserted his finger into her well-lubricated channel. Her pussy clamped down as he curled his finger upward, looking for what would please her the most. Her legs began to shake as he massaged the top of her channel with little swirls from his fingertip. Jaden, I think I have to pee. Marissa warned him. 
Jaden smiled. He had heard that description before. She was about to have an orgasm. By the sound of her desperation, it would be her first. He moved the flat of his tongue to the bottom of her hooded clit and dragged his tongue slowly across it. He heard a series of sharp intakes of breath and no exhales followed. He continued to massage her insides as he tortured her exposed clit. Marissa had warned him. It was all she could do. Her body was approaching something different, and she was losing control. The electricity kept climbing from her pussy up her back and warming her thighs. She felt his tongue and finger join through her skin and the feelings increased. Her clit was on fire, and the urge to pee was great. She reached down to push him out of the way when a wave exploded through her groin and her hips shot up. She heard a low groan she barely recognized as her own. Her body exploded in pure pleasure. Instead of pushing his head, she grabbed it and pulled it in tighter. Another wave washed away all pain and every muscle in her body clamped tight. Jaden's tongue was all over her clit, sending electricity to every extremity. A bigger wave hit, and the pleasure intensified. He had to stop, she couldn't take it anymore. Every touch of his tongue bordered between ecstasy and ticklish pain. Jaden wrote out her orgasm with delight. Marissa hadn't even realized she was squeezing his head between her thighs. He knew she had reached hypersensitivity, but still he teased her clit. He was proud of her response and how he had achieved it. He finally let her push his head away when he knew she couldn't take it anymore. Marissa was panting on the counter, her hands guarding her sex as he moved back. What did you do to me? Marissa asked between deep breaths. Jaden helped her lower her legs since they seemed to be slightly cramped from being in the awkward position. Nothing more than you did for me. Jaden said and laughed as Marissa continued to recover. He helped her stand on her very wobbly legs. He got a glimpse of some uncomfortable-looking red spots on her butt. There was a reason most sex occurred in a bed. No wonder guys want it all the time. Marissa enthused, shaking her legs trying to get them back to normal. I didn't know that could happen to me. I mean, it was decadent and heavenly all at the same time. She smiled and smacked Jaden's shoulder. And then you tortured me at the end. It felt like a thousand feathers tickling one spot, you beast. Jaden laughed again. Sex is supposed to be fun. If it isn't fun you're doing it wrong. He said as he thought, wisdom from a pervert. You liked it as much as I did. Marissa said as she smiled and pointed between Jaden's legs. He hadn't noticed how excited he got watching Marissa travel through her personal heaven. He usually didn't bounce back so quickly. She directed him to sit on the toilet and straddled his legs. He was about to mention the condoms in his bag when her warmth covered his manhood. She was tighter than he expected. Protection? Jaden grunted as she lowered herself completely. I'm on the pill. Marissa moaned as she rose back up. Jaden grabbed her hips and scooted his butt out a bit to make it easier. He prayed Ka wasn't fucking everything in sight as his dick overrode his reason. She was going slowly and purposefully. He could feel her grinding on the downstroke. Marissa loved the feelings Jaden had awakened. She didn't know sex could feel that good. As she rode him, she shifted her weight and ground her pelvis into his. She found she could guide his cock to sensitive areas inside her by shifting her hips. Areas she was unaware of just moments ago. When his pelvis and hers met, the combination was extremely pleasurable. Are you sure you won't stay with me? Marissa smiled, her hands around the back of his neck for support. She could see the pleasure in his eyes. She stopped moving when he didn't answer. Blackmail is it? Jaden smiled, trying to get his hips to generate more of the lovely friction. Marissa laughed and started moving again. She loved that he wanted her right now. If I thought it would work, I would do it. Marissa smiled in return, feeling the heat beginning to grow again. It was exciting knowing she could help it along. I can't stay, Marissa. Jaden moved his hands up to her breasts and enjoyed the pillow-like softness topped with hard nipples. I'll get you somewhere safer and you'll have some time to work out a better plan, he said as she started grinding into him a bit harder. Damn, you're built for me, Marissa managed to say between breaths. We fit together so well. Her hips were starting to jerk harder. She could feel those wonderful sensations growing again. This time she controlled the electric jolts. Jaden was giving little groans each time she ground into him. The feeling was good, but the lust in Marissa's face made it great. He dropped his hand back to her hips and helped her grind. He was nearing his tolerance of bliss. Marissa felt the beginnings again. She recognized it for what it was and relished her impending release. It seemed so much easier this time. 
She pushed her forehead to his and breathing deeply said, Come with me. That request was all Jaden could take. He exploded in Marissa as her body stiffened and began to shake. They groaned into each other and shared a most intimate embrace. Marissa opened her eyes, inches from his. She smiled as he opened his. My opinion of sex has been greatly improved, she said and kissed his forehead. She dismounted him and the toilet. She reached into the shower and started the water. Jaden grabbed a hand towel and started to clean up the mess in his lap. When Marissa judged the water to be warm enough, she took Jaden's hand and led him in. You're my last customer, Marissa said, washing Jaden's back. I could never be a hooker. My kids are screwed up enough. Jaden turned around and looked at her. She was a bit more confident than earlier. He felt it was more the familiarity than any real change. I'm going to give you more money, Jaden said and shrugged his shoulders. If you don't take it, I'll give it to Sebastian and he is bound to lose it. He smiled and stroked her wet face. You're a strange man, Jaden. Marissa accepted his caress and wished it was more. Jaden had an aura of security surrounding him. She could easily wrap herself in it and live happily. Love had little attraction to people who merely wanted to survive. I'll take the money only because Sebastian would lose it. She smiled at her temporary savior as he took the soap from her hands and began to wash her. Asterisk, 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 way too early. Reality broke into Jaden's dreams. A terrible song about a square-panted sponge was blaring on the TV and someone was bouncing on his bed. Marissa was trying desperately to retrieve the remote control from Tristan as Sebastian was doing his best to wake Jaden. It was like a mini-zoo in the room. Jaden found the whole scene enchanting. This is what it would be like to be a father. Boredom would be at a premium and he would never wake up alone. Marissa was mouthing. I'm sorry. To him. He smiled and waved his hand in a. Just forget it. Gesture. He looked at the clock and saw it was almost six o'clock. It was Sunday so the complimentary breakfast wouldn't open till seven. Jaden sat up and stacked his pillows so he could watch. So what's a SpongeBob, Sebastian? Jaden thought it would be a simple question requiring a simple answer from a five-year-old. It turned out that Sebastian was a connoisseur of all things SpongeBob. Jaden was impressed how much knowledge could fit in his young brain. Every now and then Sebastian would take time to breathe and Jaden would ask him to clarify an earlier statement. The boy didn't miss a beat and expounded greatly on any topic Jaden seemed interested in. Marissa was spoon-feeding Xavier some strained peas, thankful Jaden was holding the older boy's attention. Jaden looked like he was enjoying himself. She couldn't believe he could look so interested in Sebastian's babbling for so long. Tristan had crawled onto the bed and shared Jaden's pillow. Every now and then Tristan would help Sebastian remember some episode or character's name. It wasn't long before seven o'clock rolled around. Who's hungry? Jaden asked in a cheerful manner. The two boys jumped up insisting they were starving to death. Jaden smiled at the frazzled Marissa who was dealing with a less than pleasant diaper. I'm taking these men for some food. Jaden told Marissa. What would you like us to bring back for you? Marissa looked a bit surprised at the reprieve Jaden was offering. Ah, uh, maybe some juice and coffee. Some kind of Danish and maybe fruit if they have any. Jaden smiled and looked at the boys. We have work to do. Jaden said, rounding up the boys and herding them down the hall. The incessant jabbering dissipated as the door closed. Marissa was alone with her baby. She shut off the TV and curled up on the bed with Xavier. That's a wonderfully strange man. Marissa said to Xavier as she caressed his little feet. He responded to his mother with a goofy smile. Yes he is, yes he is. She giggled as she played with her baby. Chapter 03 Packing up children was another new experience for Jaden. They were so small and had only been up for a few hours, but had generated mountains that needed repacking. The smaller they were, the more work they created. Jaden was ready in five minutes. Xavier took twenty. The inverse relationship amazed Jaden. Marissa took it in stride and packed them away in reverse age order. Her hardest task was making sure the older boys didn't start unpacking again. It was 8.30 before they were finally exiting the room. Marissa was thinking that Jaden really helped speed things up. Jaden couldn't imagine the departure being any slower. He saw how much slower it could go when they finally exited the hotel. Jaden stood before his car and thought back to what he had told Kyle. Kyle was not supposed to go near Marissa or Jaden again. Jaden did not specifically tell Kyle not to knife his car's tires. 
Jaden dropped the bags he was carrying and burst out laughing. Marissa was in shock and slightly afraid that Jaden would cut his losses and leave her at the curb. She didn't find anything funny about the situation. I'm so sorry, Jaden, Marissa said as she checked the other side of the car. I can't believe he did this. Jaden met her on the other side and verified that Kyle had gotten all four tires. It's not your fault, Jaden said, still chuckling. He couldn't believe he didn't follow Kyle out last night. Kyle's ego just wouldn't let him pass up the opportunity to even the score. Well, we have tires to fix. I'll see if anyone at the front desk knows where to go. Jaden stated, heading to the office with Sebastian and Tristan in tow. Marissa created a seat out of a suitcase and waited with Xavier. She had begun to think things were getting better. She chastised herself for getting her hopes up so high. Problems always slammed her back to earth. This was just another lesson to help her heart in her heart. Some people were just not allowed to be happy. Marissa was one of them, and she needed to learn to live with it. Jaden returned with the boys about twenty minutes later. A Doug Molson is coming with a flatbed. Jason said and sat down next to Marissa on another suitcase. He owns a tire shop not far from here. It took a while to find him since he's normally closed on Sunday. Jason continued as the boys began balancing on the parking block next to the car. One of the clerks is related somehow. Says he's a straight shooter and works quickly. I've really screwed up your day. Marissa said, resigned to sadness. Jaden pulled her head to his shoulder. I don't regret any of it. Jaden whispered in her ear. Parts of it were pretty wonderful. He chuckled. I have to remember to thank Kyle next time I see him. Marissa gave him half a smile, not really seeing how he could ignore all the problems. She knew he secretly couldn't wait to be rid of her and her kids. A large red twin cab flatbed truck pulled into the lot. Molson Tire and Auto was emblazoned on the side. The operator rolled down the window and inquired. You Jaden? Jaden nodded and gave him a little wave. The door opened and a young lanky guy with dusty brown hair and a big smile dismounted. His overalls looked like they had seen better days, but he looked clean cut. He boldly held his hand out to Hayden and proclaimed, Doug Molson. Jaden took his hand and felt the confidence behind it. Looks like you made an enemy, Doug said, looking at the four flats on Jaden's car. I was hoping you could fix them today or tow us to someone who can, Jaden said, a little concerned about Molson being closed on Sunday. I'm sure I can get you back on the road in a couple of hours, Doug said as he was looking for the best way to align his truck. Between you and me, I can use the money. He smiled at the statement like it was a private joke. You can ride with me and leave from my shop, Doug said as he headed back to the cab. Doug thought he had enough room to back up to the car and draw it up without having to reposition the car. Doug, I have mother and three kids with me, Jaden stated, pointing at Marissa and the pile of suitcases off to the side. Doug turned and stared at Marissa and the confidence seemed to leave his face. Ah, well, ah. Doug practically stuttered then looked at Jaden. Load the suitcases in the car. His confidence returned. The cab has a back seat so everyone will fit. I'll align the truck and we'll pull it up. He continued to the cab. Jaden moved toward Marissa to begin loading the suitcases. You know him? He queried as he grabbed the first one and popped the trunk. No, never seen him before. Marissa responded. She was also a little concerned about Doug's reaction to her. The two boys began grabbing the smaller suitcases and pulling them toward Jaden. He waited patiently for the boys to struggle the suitcases closer and loaded them with a smile. Marissa wondered how he got them to work without saying a word. One of the suitcases wasn't going to fit and ended up in the back seat. Doug had the car secured on the flatbed in another five minutes. He was obviously very practiced at the art of towing. There didn't seem to be any wasted movement in the whole process. Jaden liked the efficiency and was more confident in his decision to let the clerk call a relative. Doug moved to the cab and opened the back door. He looked at Tristan and Sebastian. Think you guys can climb this high? He smiled at the boys, making it sound like an adventure. Both of them came running and began the short climb one by one. Doug's hand, unseen by the boys, was secretly placed behind their backs in case they fell. Luckily it wasn't necessary. Marissa followed the boys to the cab with Xavier in her arms. Doug suddenly became uncomfortable trying to help Marissa in the cab. Marissa finally placed Xavier safely on the seat and climbed up without assistance. Doug was staring at the ground as she climbed, his face a bit redder than a moment ago. Marissa thought he was a little weird and raised her guard a bit. Doug felt like a fool. 
He had always had trouble talking with women he didn't know. If they were pretty like Marissa, it was doubly difficult. He cursed himself inwardly and tried to concentrate on the job at hand. He needed every job he could get. Doug hated to see someone get his tires slashed, but this was how he earned his living and he wasn't going to pass it up. Time and a half, he thought to himself. It was Sunday, and he could certainly use the extra cash. He climbed into the driver's seat and Jaden climbed into the passenger seat. It was a five-minute drive to the three-building complex that was Molson Tire and Auto. A glass front on one of the buildings was layered with advertising and was obviously the customer entrance. Off to the side was another building with a connected series of four garage doors. This looked like where the real work was done. Another building in the back had the look of a small warehouse. Surrounding the buildings was a very large tract of vacant land. Doug backed up to the first garage door and looked over to Jaden. We have a waiting room for your wife and kids, he stated, pointing at the customer entrance. Jaden chuckled. That would be fine. He hopped out of the cab and helped the boys and Marissa out of the truck. Doug was already unlocking the door to the customer building. He led them to the waiting room turning on lights along the way. The room was set up with comfortable seats and a Lego table the boys gravitated to immediately. Doug smiled at the boys as they began to build. Doug had always loved Legos and made sure the table was well stocked with many colors and shapes. It made him happy to watch kids enjoy themselves. He had fond memories of creating worlds with his dad. They had spent hours together playing with the magic blocks. Sadly Doug grew up. Marissa moved a bit closer to the boys. She put herself between them and Doug. She was a bit concerned at the way Doug was looking at them. She knew something wasn't quite right with him. Doug got flustered as Marissa moved into view and moved hesitantly to a coffee machine that was off to the side. I can start a pot of coffee. Doug looked back at Marissa and then his eyes dropped to the floor. I mean, if you would like some, he said weakly, forcing his eyes back up. Or not. He hated himself right then. No thank you, Marissa said and forced a smile. Doug looked away quickly and headed back to the truck. Jaden chuckled at Doug's awkwardness. Doug was highly confident until he was faced with a woman. Marissa gave Jaden a questioning look, seeming to try to get his impression of Doug. She was very happy she wasn't alone with Doug. Jaden just smiled and shrugged his shoulders. He could sense Doug wasn't any kind of threat. He also knew Doug wasn't stupid. His coffee machine was advertising Caravan Coffee's breakfast blend. Jaden followed Doug out the door. Doug had the car up on lift in no time. Jaden watched as Doug quickly removed the wheels with the pneumatic wrench. Doug looked at the threads on the tires and then up to Doug. I should be able to patch these. It looks like you would get another 5,000 miles out of them. Doug shrugged his shoulders. If you want, I can also fix you up with a new set. Jaden examined the treads pretending he knew what he was looking for. Doug seemed honest enough and 5,000 miles didn't seem like a lot. Which would get me on the road quicker. Jaden thought he would use time to make the determination, Doug stated. New tires will be quicker, but about $800 more. Doug took another look at the tires. I suspect it would cost about $120 to patch the set. Jaden thought about the cash he had already given Marissa. He hated to leave a trail, but this was an emergency, and he was getting low on cash. If you take plastic, I'll take the new tires. Jaden stated and smiled. At least he wouldn't have to worry about them again for a long time. Doug smiled back. Let's get going then. He walked out of the garage and headed to the warehouse building. Jaden followed. Doug couldn't believe his luck. It was rare for a toad to end with a high-ticket sale. So how long have you owned Molson Tire and Auto? Jaden inquired. He felt like talking instead of following like a mute. It's been in my family for three generations. Doug unlocked the warehouse door. I inherited it when my parents passed a few years back. He flipped on the lights and a sea of tires on the right side of the building appeared. I grew up a grease monkey. He grabbed a flatbed handcart and moved knowingly toward the rack tires. Looks like you got a lot of land around here. Jaden opined as he watched Doug grabbing tires and piling them on the handcart. Yeah, I own most of the surrounding land and the big old house on the hill. Doug replied as pointed to the north when he described the house. At least for now. He laughed at himself. Might have to sell some land so I can afford to keep what's left. Business kind of slow? Jaden realized Doug had no problem discussing his life. Getting chewed up by the chains. Doug replied as he began to push the handcart toward the door. It's hard to compete with all that TV advertising.
He exited the door and turned to lock it after Jaden exited. One of them tried to buy me out, but I just couldn't see the family name being removed right now. It was kind of important to my pop, so it's important to me. He laughed again. I got too much house, too much land and not near enough business. He looked over at Jaden. Needless to say, I really appreciate your business. That's your house? Jaden asked while looking at a large two-story sitting about a quarter mile away on top of a hill blanketed with old trees. Doug answered. Yep. At one time we had three generations living there. Doug's expression got a bit somber. Now it's just me. He continued to the garage. Kind of a pain in the ass, that house. I wish I had more time to keep it up. Lots of memories, you know. Wheels were turning in Jaden's head. He saw Doug as a good man. He saw Marissa as a good woman. If he left Marissa in some hotel, there was a possibility she would end up with another Kyle. Doug had a big house he was having trouble managing and Marissa needed a place to stay with her family. It pleased Jaden to think Kyle's childish tire slashing could result in a stable situation for Marissa. There were a couple of hurdles to get over first. You have trouble talking with ladies? Jaden hated to be blunt, but Doug was highly efficient and might have them on the road before Jaden could lean the conversation toward his proposal. I guess it's kind of obvious. Doug sighed and forced a laugh. I hope I didn't make your wife uncomfortable. Jaden responded. She's not my wife. It was Jaden's turn to laugh. I'm just helping her out. She got stuck in an abusive relationship and I kind of unstuck her. Her ex is a violent man and I'm trying to make sure she doesn't have to end up back there. Who would want to hurt her? Doug looked shocked. He couldn't believe anyone would want to hurt such a pretty woman. She had kids. You never hurt a woman with children. A jerk by the name of Kyle. The same guy who sliced my tires. Jaden said, trying to set it up quickly. He was going to hit her in front of the children. Doug's face went from shock to anger. He didn't even realize he had stopped working. I can't even imagine that kind of evil. Doug's hands were animated. Those boys are so young and she has a baby. There's special places in hell for people like that. Doug wondered if he could have stopped Kyle. He had never really been in a fight. I have to agree with that. Jaden responded and nodded his head. I'm trying to find a place she can lay low for a while and get her head together. She doesn't have a lot of options right now. Not a lot of places would accept a young mother with three kids. Jaden looked down at the ground in defeat. He could see the wheels turning in Doug's head. I got a big house. Doug blushed at his proposal. I mean I got plenty of room. If she would take care of the house, she could stay for free for as long as she needs. Just talking about Marissa made him nervous. Jaden could see it in his face. That would need to change. You're kidding? You would take them in? Jaden asked, already knowing the answer. But he thought it best to emphasize the gesture Doug was making. Yes. Doug answered adamantly. It would be good for him, he thought. He needed to do something other than work and he would also love having some boys underfoot. He had been going home to that empty house for years now. It suddenly struck Doug that Marissa may not feel the same way. Women never really liked being around him since he made them feel uncomfortable. Doug lost his confidence. I mean, do you think she would? I don't think she would want to. He stuttered out the last part. Let me go talk with her. Jaden chuckled and patted him on the back. Not many guys would be willing to do this, Doug. You've got my vote for man of year. Jaden headed out of the garage, hoping he could convince Marissa. Doug wasn't as sure that a pretty lady like Marissa would want anything to do with him. So what do you think of Doug Molson? Jaden queried, while sitting down next to Marissa. They were watching the boys building some Lego structure, and only Sebastian and Tristan knew its true function. Kind of a weird guy. He scared me a bit. Marissa replied, holding Xavier who was sound asleep. Then you have something in common. Jaden said as he smiled. You scare the hell out of him. He chuckled a bit. How could I scare him? Marissa felt a little self-conscious. She tried to think back to how she acted when she met Doug. Why would anyone be afraid of her? Pretty women are his Achilles heel. Jaden stated, still trying to keep the conversation light. He needed Marissa to accept Doug as the nice guy he was. He doesn't know how to act around you so he fumbles around like an idiot. I don't think he has had much success in the girlfriend department. What? He's not ugly or anything. Marissa was trying to straighten her thoughts. Doug's fear would explain the uncomfortable meeting and the weird coffee offer. 
Let me show you something. Jaden said and grabbed her hand and helped her out of the chair. It's just outside. The boys will be all right for a few minutes. He led Marissa and Xavier outside. The boys were so engrossed with the Legos they didn't even realize they left. Jaden pointed to the large house on the hill. Doug owns that house, this business, and all the land around. It's been in his family for years and he's lived there alone since his parents passed on. He is struggling to keep it without selling out to the big chain garages. Doug doesn't want to remove his family name from the sign. Jaden looked at Marissa while pointing at the overhead sign. He is a romantic. He sees all of this as an extension of his family and will do whatever it takes to hold on as long as possible. That, my dear, is a real man. Marissa could hear respect in Jaden's voice. This is leading somewhere. Marissa said, trying to figure out what Jaden was up to. I told Doug about your current predicament. Jaden looked in her face for signs of overstepping her bounds. There weren't any, so he continued. He's offered a trade. You take care of his house and he will let you and your boys stay for as long as you need. Why would he want to do that? Marissa quizzed, sounding like she was full of distrust. She couldn't fathom why anyone would take her in, basically for free. Because he has a big house and a big heart. Jaden replied, concerned that Marissa might pass on the offer. Some people are just willing to help and don't need a reason. You have to admit, it would be a big change for you. Jaden chuckled, trying to lighten the conversation some more. A guy more afraid of you than you are of him. Look, all you will have to do is keep the place clean and maybe cook some meals. You and the kids will be safe without fear of running out of money for a while. It will give you time to think. That doesn't sound like enough. Marissa was hedging. She was trying to see Doug's angle in the offer. She wasn't accustomed to handouts. Marissa, don't look too deep into this gift. Jaden was trying to not get frustrated. If you try to give him more, like the offer you made me last night, Doug will go running for the hills. He is just a nice guy so let him be a nice guy. Marissa was lost in thought. She looked at the house. There were a lot of windows so the kids might even get their own rooms. She could be a maid. Marissa wasn't as certain about her cooking. What if he doesn't like me? Marissa was back to her self-loathing. Men wanted her for sex and nothing more. I really don't think that will happen. If it does, then you can pack up and leave. Jaden sighed. I personally think you and Doug will become good friends. You can help each other. He thought Doug could use a real woman to talk to. Someone to help ease his awkwardness. Okay, but I'm going to blame you if it turns out badly. Marissa insisted, still trying to see the bad in every situation. She didn't have a lot of experience with happiness. Jaden hugged Marissa and Xavier while saying, It will work out fine. I think this will be one of your best decisions. He was happy with himself. He breathed a private, thank you, to Kyle for slashing his tires. Jaden returned to the garage and Marissa returned to her boys. Marissa is grateful for your offer and would like to accept. Jaden said as Doug was finishing attaching the last wheel back on the car. Doug dropped the last lug nut and it went rolling across the garage and came to rest under a work table. He had trouble believing Marissa accepted. Now he was concerned about what came next. What kind of fool would he look like to her? He started breathing hard, staring at where the lug nut landed. Jaden walked over to the work table and reached under for the nut. He was trying to not smile as he brought the nut back to Doug. Doug, she needs help. You're giving her that help. Everything else will work out fine. He handed the nut to Doug who was taking some deep breaths. Marissa won't bite and she will never treat you poorly. You two will be good for each other. Jaden said as Doug hand-tightened the lug nut and then drove it tight with the pneumatic wrench. Doug took another deep breath and let it out. What's done is done. He responded and looked over at Jaden. She can stay for as long as she needs. Jaden smiled and slapped him on the back. Doug outwardly smiled back, but inwardly he was in full panic mode. Jaden stepped back as Doug lowered his car. It was finished in well under two hours. Doug was a man of his word. Doug and Jaden headed back to the waiting room. Doug led the way until just prior to the entry. He hung back a bit until Jaden passed him up. Doug had no idea what to say to Marissa. He thought of two or three things on the walk over, but they seemed ridiculous now that he was almost upon her. Maybe he shouldn't have made the offer. Marissa watched them enter and saw Doug's eyes looking at the floor. The first thing that came into her head was that Jaden talked him into it. Doug looked sad about the whole prospect. She tried not to get angry at Jaden since he saved her ass last night. 
He was only doing what he thought was right. She couldn't force this poor man to put up with her and the kids. Jaden told me what you offered, Doug, Marissa said while watching for a reaction. Doug lifted his eyes briefly and then looked toward the boys. I can't let you take on my burden. These kids are a handful and I'm probably the worst of the bunch. She had to give him a way out. Jaden threw his hands up in the air. He thought it was already settled. My house has been empty for a few years now. Doug took another deep breath and looked straight at Marissa. I would love to see your boys there. He spoke the truth. Doug wanted to relive the moments with his own father. Only this time, he would be the oldest. If you can put up with a dumb hick, you are welcome to stay as long as you need. Doug couldn't believe how long he was looking into her eyes. They were the prettiest eyes he had ever seen. Marissa's head tilted a bit. Her impression of Doug and the whole situation changed in that moment. Doug's eyes were glued to hers and she saw sincerity in them. She also saw how hard he had struggled to get out the words. She and her kids would be safe with him. She moved toward him with Xavier still in her arms. Doug flinched at her approach, but she saw it for what it was now. She continued and held out her hand. Doug hesitantly took it in his. We thank you for this. Marissa was pouring sincerity back at him. We could really use a safe place to figure things out. Doug's grasp was tender even with the coarse skin of a working man. Doug thought her hand was as soft as her eyes. Jaden was grinning from ear to ear. Doug thought he had held on to her hand too long when he finally broke his grasp. He headed over to the two boys who looked like they had finished their strange Lego creation. Well guys, it looks like you'll be staying at my house for a little while. Doug smiled for them and for the joy he was feeling. I am Doug, he said as he lowered himself to their level. What should I call you? Sebastian and Tristan rattled off their names and Sebastian included Xavier in the introductions. Have I got a room for you too? It was mine when I was your age. Doug stalled for effect. It's got bunk beds, he said it with a flourish. He might as well have told them to eat all the candy they wanted. Marissa smiled at the joy the boys showed Doug. Inwardly, she had visions of her boys falling off and breaking bones. Boys will be boys, she told herself. If not a bed, it will be a tree. Let's get you guys home, Doug said without thinking. Marissa wasn't quite ready to call it home, but she let the words slide. Marissa and Xavier rode with Jaden while Doug spent all of two seconds talking the other boys into riding in the truck again. Jaden looked at all the open land and saw boy heaven. This is where young boys should grow up. So much to explore and do. He suddenly envied Doug. He would make a good father, Marissa said out of nowhere. She wasn't sure she wanted to say it out loud, but she hung it out anyway. Jaden did a double take. I am sure he would, but you've known him for less than a day. Jaden reminded her. Don't you go attacking him. It would scare the hell out of him. Jaden thought another warning was in order. And never tell him what we did last night. If I know guys like him, he would take it very personally. Doug is willing to help you without preconditions or payment of the kind you're contemplating. Just let him be the good man he is. Jaden was inwardly praying that Marissa wouldn't sabotage the whole arrangement. What if I end up liking him? Marissa already liked him because he liked her boys. Then let him make the first move. Jaden gave her a target that he was sure was years away, if ever at all. If he does, then you can jump his bones. Just don't throw away this arrangement thinking you owe him anything more than he is asking for. Think how good this could be for your boys. Okay. I promise I won't be the one to screw this up. Marissa thought about her boys. It was time they had a little stability, even for a little while. Jaden was right, she would take it slow. The house was a huge wooden structure. It was built to house many generations of family together and built at a time when that was the norm. There were six bedrooms with three baths upstairs. A huge kitchen with a dining room that could seat twelve. Most of the front of the house was taken up by a large family room with a slew of comfortable chairs and an extra large couch. The entire house was about thirty years out of date and looked well lived in. Someone, at one time, was a serious doily lover. It smelled of home. The boys loved the bunk beds. They loved that the room was packed with toys from Doug's and his father's youth. They were just getting to the age that electronics would begin to take hold, but for now, these toys would do nicely. Marissa found a bedroom across the hall from the boys. It was large enough to house her and Xavier. Doug had pulled a large bassinet down from the attic that would work perfectly. We'll need to take a trip to the grocery store later. Doug started talking as he walked between the two rooms. 
Looks like we will be forced to eat mac and cheese for lunch. The cheers from the boys were expected and welcome. I like hot dogs in mine. Think you two can slice some hot dogs for me? The boys thought that would be a wonderful idea. Marissa cringed and was about to stop the inevitable bleeding when Doug poked his head in her room and whispered. Plastic knives? With a smile on his face. He herded the boys to the downstairs kitchen. What a wonderful man, she thought to herself. I have to go. Jaden poked his head into Marissa's new room. I wish I could stay longer, but I'm a bit late already. Marissa rushed to his arms and gave him a hug. Thank you? Marissa's eyes were a little watery. I don't know what would have happened if you weren't there last night. Jaden stroked her back, pleased he could do as much as he did. Looks like you'll be safe for a while. Jaden broke the embrace. Whatever decision you make, I am sure it will be a good one. He kissed her forehead and headed downstairs to say goodbye to the rest of the crew. Marissa watched him walk down the stairs. What a wonderfully strange man, she thought. The boys said quick goodbyes. Doug had a truck, bunk beds and let them play with knives. Jaden was now second fiddle as far as they were concerned. He smiled at how quickly they made the transition. He shook Doug's hand and headed out the door. He made a mental note to check up on them in the future. It was more out of interest than any sense of responsibility. He figured he had handed that off to Doug, who he now envied just a bit. Jaden hopped into his car and made his way back to the interstate. He was very pleased how the day turned out. Evansville was back in his sights and only about four hours away. He fired up his phone and kicked off Steppenwolf's. Born to be wild. The ultimate way to start a day of traveling. Chapter 04 Jaden hit Evansville just before the dinner hour. He had stopped for gas in Nashville and picked up a candy bar and a cup of Caravan Coffee's Mountain Dark. Other than that, he hadn't really eaten anything substantial since breakfast. His stomach was complaining so he pulled into a small steakhouse off 62.a an older gentleman, quite possibly the owner, seated Jaden at a corner table at Jaden's request. A young redhead, with freckles across her nose, walked up to the table to take his order. She was wearing the jeans and cowboy shirt that seemed to be the uniform. The jeans were perfectly tight and gave her a wonderful rear end. Jaden smiled a little flirtatiously as she introduced herself. I'm Kathy and I will be taking care of you today. Her voice was pretty and she had a nice smile. Jaden was trying not to look like he was undressing her with his eyes. In his mind, he already had her shirt off. Can I get you something to drink while you look at the menu? Jaden looked at the back of the menu. Let me have a Guinness. He looked back up into her eyes with his best smile, trying to see if there was a chance he might be running his hands through that red hair tonight. Yes, sir, Kathy said as she scribbled on her pad. The bartender will bring it right over. I'm not allowed to serve it till I turn 18. She smiled at him then headed toward the bar. Jaden lost his smile and looked around to see if anyone saw him flirting. She looks older, he told himself. Nothing makes a man feel more like a pervert than catching himself ogling a young girl. He laughed inwardly wondering how many high school boys were fantasizing about that redhead. He was sure the tissue industry was showing record profits in this town. The bartender had poured the Guinness correctly and had allowed it to sit a moment before it was served. The temperature was optimal. Jaden was pleased to see the care that was taken and hoped the kitchen would be just as competent. It had been a while since he had a really good steak. Kathy returned a moment later. Are you ready to order? Her smile was a little more than friendly, and she was leaning closer than necessary. Jaden leaned back a bit and lifted his menu between them. I'll have the sirloin medium rare, with a loaded baked potato. Jaden said, with the best fatherly tone he could muster. No smile and he didn't try to hold her eyes. Kathy reached over the menu and pointed to the paragraph above the steak section. You get a salad with that. Jaden wished she didn't lean over like she did. He glanced around to see if anyone else saw it as he pushed the menu farther away, hoping her finger and chest would follow. What kind of dressing would you like? She was trying to catch his eyes. Jaden felt like a super perv and held the menu up to her at arm's length trying to increase the distance between them. Ranch will be fine. Jaden pulled out his phone as Kathy took the menu. He thought ignoring her and playing with his phone would give her a hint. It seemed to work as she left in a small huff. Kathy didn't understand why he suddenly had no interest. He was practically asking her out just a moment ago. Jaden sighed and then prayed she wouldn't spit in his food. Jaden figured he had a few minutes before his food arrived so he sent a text. It simply said, In town. 
The response wasn't immediate as he had expected so he sat back and enjoyed his beer. The restaurant was beginning to fill as the clock continued into the dinner hour. Kathy brought some rolls and butter to the table. He could see a little anger behind her eyes as she put the basket down a little harder than necessary. The rolls bounced a bit as she turned quickly and headed to the kitchen without a word. Jaden made a mental note to card everyone he flirted with from now on. The steak arrived with more disdain from Kathy. Jaden ignored her and enjoyed the aroma. This place knew how to make your mouth water. Will there be anything else? Kathy made it sound final. Like she didn't have any intention of coming back if Jaden said no. I thought I got a salad with this. Jaden looked up at Kathy with the same disdain she was showing him. He was getting a bit tired of her attitude. Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. I'll get it right away. Kathy blushed when she realized she had let her anger mess up her job. It wasn't like she would let the old guy touch her, but she felt insulted when he stopped flirting. She just wasn't used to being spurned by men. She hurried off to correct the salad situation. The steak was wonderfully juicy. It had a hardwood flavor and just the right amount of peppery seasoning to make it almost melt in Jaden's mouth. There was no need for any steak sauce on the perfectly cooked cut of meat. Jaden savored every bite and added the restaurant to his mental Rolodex. There was no way he would ever drive past Evansville again without stopping here. Kathy brought the salad with another apology. Jaden let her off the hook with a smile and a compliment about the steak. She seemed satisfied and moved on to her other tables in a much better mood. Jaden's phone vibrated as he was finishing his potato. He looked at the text. XXXOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOO
At least they gave him a warning. He started his car and programmed the Strickland address into the GPS. He took one more good look at the photos and began following the car's GPS down the road. About two blocks from the restaurant, he threw his phone into a drainage ditch. From hitter to hitty in five minutes. He regretted giving Marissa so much of his cash. He would need more, lots more. Giving $70 tips would have to stop. 1045 Strickland was in a lower-middle-class neighborhood. It was a one-story, wood-framed home that looked like it was built in the 60s. It was a dirty white, more from neglect than desired color. Its bushes needed trimming and the grass had a week of too much growth. Jaden didn't understand why anyone who lived there would be of any interest to anyone. He pulled to the curb a few doors before the house and waited. All the windows had their shades and drapes closed. There didn't seem to be any lights on inside, but full darkness was still an hour away. There was a one-car garage with the door down. From all appearances, it looked like no one was home. Jaden waited low in the car as night began to fall. A delivery truck pulled up to the front of the house. It was colored like UPS, but there were no distinguishable logos. A man stepped out with a clipboard and opened the back, seemingly fishing for a package. His movements were too slow for Jaden. This late, a delivery driver should be running his ass off. The driver's clothes were ill-fitting, at least a size too big. The man found the package he was looking for and closed the back doors. Jaden opened his door, with his colt in his hand. The interior lights of the car attracted the truck driver's eyes. Jaden stepped out of the car, hiding the colt along his leg and walked around the back of his vehicle onto the neighbor's front walk. The driver committed to the walkway leading to the house. Jaden made sure the driver reached the door before he reached the neighbor's door. Once the driver rang the doorbell, Jaden turned 90 degrees and walked quickly, straight for him. Before Jaden crossed the property line, the door opened and the phony delivery man shoved the box through the opening and tried to follow. Jaden spotted the gun when the clipboard fell to the ground. He broke into a run hoping to catch the man before he was fully inside. He cursed himself for waiting until the driver showed his hand. The phony delivery man shoved the gun through the opening in the door and a shot rang out. Then the man screamed as the door closed forcefully on his hand. Jaden reached him as he retracted his broken wrist and empty hand from the door opening. Jaden grabbed the wrist with his free hand and twisted it, sending the man to his knees in pain. Jaden followed with a strong knee to the diaphragm, breaking a rib and momentarily incapacitating the assassin. Jaden looked up to the door and stared at a barrel of a gun held by a very imposing blonde-haired woman. There's no payday here. The woman insisted. Her hair was pulled back severely, just like in her photo. She held the weapon with confidence, and her eyes told Jaden she would not hesitate dropping him where he stood. He knew her for what she was. I don't do kids. The only muscles that moved were Jaden's lips. He knew better than to provoke this woman. The woman studied Jaden for a moment then dropped the barrel toward the ground. That gunshot will bring the police. The woman said. Get him inside. She grabbed the unbroken hand of the wheezing assassin. Jaden grabbed his other arm and they quickly hauled the guy inside. She grabbed a table lamp and ripped the plug from the wall. Kneeling on her captive, she bound his hands tightly behind his back with the power cable. She left him on the floor, attached to the lamp, as she stood up. The targets shouldn't be here, Jaden said, once the door was closed. He looked around the dark house, wondering where she had them stashed. They're not here and we need to get gone. She glanced at a watch. We have maybe two more minutes. Where's your car? Jaden realized she must have stashed the targets then came back to deal with the hitters. Out front, one house down. Jaden was impressed with her thought process. Mine is too dirty. We'll take yours. She grabbed the assailant's gun off the floor, put it in the back of her pants and held on to her own. Jaden headed out the door and she followed. They both had guns held at their sides as they moved to Jaden's car. Lights were coming on and faces were at the windows. Both continued walking confidently to the car like nothing had happened. A moment later they were driving the speed limit away from the house. They were a few blocks away when they heard the first sirens. You were on my phone. Jaden said to the woman now that they were in the clear. I hope it's a good picture. She said smiling at her joke. Nope, you're much better looking in person. Jaden meant it. She could be described as thick if he wanted to be rude. Jaden would have used the term voluptuous. There were curves exactly where he wanted to see them. Her pants accented her hips, but gave her room to move gracefully. She had a pullover white shirt mostly hidden by a thin brown leather jacket. 
The brown in the jacket accented her hair perfectly. You're not so bad yourself. She admired Jaden's confidence. He wasn't hard on the eyes and seemed to be in sync with her. A rarity, she thought. I'm Bev. What do I call you? She queried. Jaden. He looked briefly at Bev, then continued. My picture should be making the rounds now. Jaden loved her straightforwardness. This woman had no fear and knew what she wanted. He wondered what it would be like to sleep with her. Same job and same limits. Bev chuckled softly. We'd be great in the sack. She reached over and gave Jaden's shoulder a little squeeze. Jaden reached up and covered her hand with his. I would love to find out. Jaden had never met someone so in sync with him. Bev was practically reading his mind. He smiled at her, and she gave him a beautiful one back. First, we need to make the girl safe. He dropped his hand back to the wheel. Where am I going? Take 41 north up ahead, Bev said, pointing forward. They are just out of town in a Super 8. Just before the 64 interchange. She looked back at Jaden and carefully said, I have decided to make it my mission to make sure the girl dies of old age. Jaden liked Bev more and more. Old age it is. Jaden chuckled. They can't make it through the both of us. He felt a hand on his thigh and enjoyed it immensely. I'm going to hold you to that sack thing. Bev's voice was low and sultry. It sent a wonderful shiver up Jaden's spine. Jaden spotted a bank ahead. It had a drive-up ATM, but he parked at the curb a good hundred feet away. Last stop for cash. Won't be able to use an ATM again for a while. He said as he opened the door and stepped out. Any hunter would already know he was in town so he could freely withdraw money today. Once he left the area, electronic transactions would be too risky. Parking at a distance kept the car out of any transaction photo. Unfortunately, the ATM had a $400 limit. He withdrew the $400 and headed back to the car. Seems saving children is costly. I have less than a grand in cash. Jaden told Bev as he started the car again. I have a clean place in Chicago that should have another couple of grand. Jaden continued as the car started forward. I have a few thousand. Bev added, We should be okay for a couple of months. We can work out cash access once the initial assault winds down. Jaden pulled onto 41 and headed north. Have you figured out why the child was targeted? Jaden asked as he merged onto the highway. Bev readjusted her seatbelt before she responded. Pat, the mother, said she has no idea. Her husband was a DA agent. He was killed three years back during a failed sting operation. Supposedly, two boats blew up in a firefight, killing all aboard and losing a large shipment of cocaine and millions of dollars. Bev paused to look behind them through the passenger side mirror before she continued. His body was never found, but his partners washed up a week later so they pronounced her husband deceased. Let me guess. Jaden chimed in. They didn't find any coke or money either. Yep. My guess is the coke just started to hit the streets and the cartel has realized they have been had. Bev said. Nothing pisses them off more than being taken. We need to find this wonderful husband of hers. Jaden said with a bit of disdain. I bet they would trade him for them in a heartbeat. Bev smiled and added. I would love to be there when it happens. Any asshole who would risk his family for money deserves whatever the cartel can dish out. Jaden was in complete agreement with Bev. He wondered if she fantasized about the family she could never have. Jaden and Bev pulled into the Super 8 a short while later. Bev pointed out that the rear exit was closer to the room, so Jaden took the first empty stall close to the exit. They hid their weapons beneath their clothes and entered the motel. Bev stopped at room 118. She gave one knock, then inserted her key card and opened the door. Standing at the back of the room was the raven-haired woman who looked a bit older and a lot more frazzled than the photo Jaden saw earlier. She was holding a small handgun in her shaking hands, pointing it in Bev's direction. Just me, Pat. Bev said before entering. There was an audible sigh and Pat dropped the gun to her side. Tell me why I can't call the police. Pat demanded nervously. She became agitated when she saw Jaden follow Bev into the room. Pat, this is Jaden. He is here to help. Bev said casually as she closed and locked the door after Jaden entered. The people who are after you are relentless. Jaden stated in answer to Pat's question. And they only need a location. I assure you there are police scanners waiting for you to do just that. If you feel you need the police, go to them, don't call them. A small head poked up from behind the bed. She looked at Jaden and then ran to her mom. 
Jaden thought she was younger than ten. He was about to say more, but he changed his mind and smiled, trying to lighten the conversation. You must be Susan. Jaden said in his friendliest voice. The girl nodded and moved behind her mom's leg. Why don't we do that? I mean go to the police. Pat said as she moved her gun to the other hand, farther away from Susan. They can protect you for a while. Bev replied in a pessimistic tone. In time, their protection will weaken. They only have so many resources, but the threat has basically limitless resources. And you think Vincent did this to us? Pat questioned as she sat down on the second bed and lifted Susan to her lap. Bev mouthed, husband. To Jaden. It looks that way. Jaden said knowing how crushing it must be for Pat. We can't think of anything else that would cause this type of response. Finding him would be the key. Jaden sat on the first bed. Is there anywhere he thought was special? Perhaps some place you went on vacation? Bev asked. We've only been to Disney World and San Antonio. I don't think he was impressed with either of them. Pat responded after thinking for a moment. The rest of our trips were to see family. You don't think he went back to where he grew up, do you? No. It would have to be someplace where he isn't known well. Jaden analyzed. San Antonio is a possibility, although it's not where I would go if I just had a windfall. He used to talk about a deep-sea fishing trip he took with his dad when he was young. I think it was in the Gulf of Mexico. Pat said, digging deep into her memories. It really stuck with him. He talked like it was the greatest adventure ever. It was some island, Milo, Mako, something that began with an M, Marco Island? Jaden interjected. I think that's right. He just kept talking about how great it was to fish in the Gulf. Pat said in an excited state. If you're right and he's alive, I'm going to kill him. The last came off more like an idle threat. Jaden smiled, knowing that if this was going to end, Vincent's death was exactly how it had to end. Do you have a photo of Vincent? Bev queried. In my purse. It's got to be six years old or so. Pat stood and dug into her purse sitting on the end table. She liberated the three-inch photo from her thick wallet and handed it to Bev. I have better ones at home. She added. This will have to do for now. Jaden said, leaning into Bev and looking at the brown-haired, slightly overweight, XDA agent. Your house is off-limits for the foreseeable future. How long do we have to stay away? Pat asked, a bit irritated. I had to tell my mother I didn't know how long we would be gone. When? Both Jaden and Bev interrogated in unison. There was agitation in their tone and it wasn't lost on the cowering Pat. About fifteen minutes ago. Pat said quietly. I know you said no calls, Bev, but I couldn't just leave my mother in the dark. She's in a nursing home for God's sake. Jaden moved to the door and looked out the peephole into an empty hall. It was a really short call. She added, trying to add more justification. It's clear right now. Jaden informed Bev. Bev thought about moving the curtain and looking out the window. She dropped the idea. The movement would be too easy to see if they were being hunted. It would be like painting a bullseye on the room. I can pull the car closer to the, the lobby door than the back door. Jaden told Bev. He figured fewer steps would translate to less exposure. Agreed. I'll meet you there. Bev said, gathering the one suitcase the Thomases had hastily packed earlier. Pat saw the precision in their movements, and fear began to cross her features. You mean there might be someone like yesterday here? Pat stuttered. She pulled Susan close. Jaden looked questioningly at Bev. Yep, we have to move now. Bev said and led the way to the door. She shooed Jaden forward with her hand and spoke to him quickly. I'll tell you later. Jaden opened the door and looked down both sides of the empty hallway before he took off for the car. Bev led the Thomases in the other direction, toward the lobby. Jaden unlocked the car doors before he exited the motel. His next car would have remote start, he told himself. He glanced around quickly as he made his way to the car. There was no one close that he could see. The other cars all looked empty. Nothing seemed to miss, but it was fairly dark. He didn't stop moving, knowing a moving target is much harder to hit. He hit the driver's seat hard and slammed the door shut. Jaden started the car and ignored the seatbelt warning as he quickly backed up and then headed to the lobby entrance. Bev was cursing when she saw the large glass windows and well-lit entryway. Maybe the darker back entrance would have been better. They were going to be lit up like a Christmas tree when they made their exit. The desk clerk was looking at them with curiosity as they stood off to the side by a large fake potted plant. Bev saw Jaden pull up. She whispered to her charges. 
Don't stop moving till you're in the car. Jaden leaned over the seat and pushed open the rear passenger side door. Bev led the Thomases out the motel door. They were five steps from the car when Bev saw the flash off to the left in a field across the street. She was already turning towards Susan when the sound of a round breaking the sound barrier passed by her head. A large pane glass window next to the entrance exploded into a million pieces. Pat screamed. Move! Jaden bellowed. He put the car into drive and pushed the brake to the floor. Bev smothered Susan with her body and dove for the back seat. She roughly pushed Susan to the floor and turned for Pat as more rounds shattered more glass. The car's rear window blew out as a round traveled through it and took a chunk out of the glove compartment. Pat felt like she was kicked in the side as the round ripped through her abdomen. She looked for her baby as her legs gave way and she dropped to her knees. She saw Susan on the floor of the car. There was so much blood on her hands as she reached out to her daughter. Susan instinctively reached back yelling something that Pat could no longer hear. Another round silenced Pat forever. Mommy! Susan screamed, trying desperately to get to her mother. Bev watched in horror as the innocence was permanently wiped from the child's face. She grabbed Susan to her breast and kept her from leaving the car. Go, damn it, go! Bev commanded Jaden. Susan was flailing in her arms trying to get out of the car. Trying to get to her mother. Jaden pushed the gas pedal to the floor, and the rear door closed partway from the lurch forward. Susan was screaming and hitting Bev as the car accelerated out of the parking lot. A few more shots were fired, but the car's movement shielded them from any more accuracy. Jaden headed straight for the highway and turned north. He saw no one following, at least not closely. He took a deep breath and pulled the seat belt across his body to silence the warning tone. He looked in the rearview mirror and saw the shadow of Bev's ponytail whipping in the wind that dovetailed through the broken window. An oncoming truck passed and briefly lit Bev's face. Jaden's heart broke when he saw the tears streaming from her stoic expression as she held the bawling Susan. He looked away knowing that Bev didn't want him to see. We need new transportation, Jaden said above the highway noise. I want Vincent, Jaden. Bev's statement was laced heavily with malice. Jaden could almost smell the hate. We'll find him. Jaden responded as he turned west on 64, toward Illinois. They drove, listening only to the highway noises, for 30 minutes and crossed into Illinois. Bev climbed deftly over the seats and sat next to Jaden. She's asleep, Bev stated matter-of-factually. Her life will never be the same. I wonder how many other kids we left that way. She looked at Jaden. Jaden fidgeted a bit, then answered. I don't want to know. He had never stayed around to see the aftermath of his jobs. He had never looked past the target. It hurt him to think about it now. Are we just driving? Bev inquired, not really caring what the answer was. She wasn't too excited about the sun coming up and seeing Susan's face clearly. It was easier in the dark. Centralia. We'll catch the early train to Chicago. Jaden responded. He had been thinking about it for a while, but didn't want to disturb Bev while she was consoling Susan. I have a place on Lakeshore Drive that's pretty clean. We should be safe there for a while. It will give us a chance to do some research. I hate trains. Bev commented. Are you sure Amtrak is the way to go? No. I just know this car is a bad idea. Stealing another is even more risky. Jaden said as he ticked off some of the things he had already considered. We can ditch the car a few blocks from the station. Might even be able to catch some sleep on the way. Sorry for losing it back there. Bev said, nodding to the back seat. I thought you handled it well. Jaden responded, not taking his eyes off the road. Kind of ripped out my heart too. Bev gave him a thin smile and laid her head on his shoulder. She wanted to share her grief, something she had never had a chance to do before. Jaden nuzzled her head with his cheek for a moment before returning his concentration to the road. Jaden hated leaving the car in Centralia. Not because he had any special affinity for the car itself. It was because of the four new tires. They would never see the 50,000 miles Doug had guaranteed. He thought back to the last two days and wondered if Marissa was having as shitty a time as he had been having. Bev was sleeping with Susan snoring in her arms. The 4 a.m. train was always quiet and sleep came easier when the sun wasn't beating at the windows. Jaden looked at Bev and saw what looked like a mother. He knew what she was, but right now she looked heavenly. He found himself regretting his life choices more and more these days. Today was the worst. He sat next to a child who he had been hired to kill. The choice to not pull the trigger was suicide. 
Suddenly, the easy money didn't have any appeal. Except for being delayed by a freight train for 20 minutes, their ride to Union Station was uneventful. The cab ride was equally forgettable. Susan had attached herself to Bev. When Bev tried to use the bathroom on the train, Susan almost hyperventilated with fear. Bev ended up taking Susan with her. Bev had resigned herself to always be touching her for the near future. Susan sat on her lap in the cab and held hands from the cab to the elevator and into the condo. Once the door was closed, Susan let go and seemed calm as long as Bev remained within eyesight. Jaden was concerned about Susan's silence. She hadn't said a word since she saw her mother die. He decided to wait a while before talking with Bev about it. Jaden ordered in pizza for dinner. A cheese pizza for Susan and pepperoni and sausage for the adults. Susan ate one piece of the pepperoni and sausage and Bev attacked the cheese. Jaden joined Susan on the meat pizza, inwardly smiling about his assumptions. They channel surfed, trying to get Susan's mind off yesterday's events. The only thing that seemed to slightly distract Susan from her inner pain was a SpongeBob marathon. She curled into Bev on the couch and let Bev stroke her hair as she watched with a blank stare. Jaden sat next to them, trying to get into the show. What is this? Bev asked, looking at Jaden with a confounded expression. Jaden was shocked how useful his SpongeBob knowledge had just become. He silently thanked Sebastian as he explained about Patrick, Squidward, Gary, and Krabby Patties. The explanation was as in depth as Sebastian had given earlier. Bev just listened with fascination, wondering how a grown man without kids could know so much about a sponge cartoon. She barely noticed when Susan slowly shifted over to Jaden and laid her head in his lap. Jaden was a bit surprised at her change of allegiance. Susan stretched her feet across Bev's lap, ensuring Bev didn't leave. Jaden felt curiously comfortable with Susan's head in his lap. He leaned back into the cushions and tried to relax so she wouldn't be disturbed. Bev was strangely pleased at Jaden's comfort. She thought he would have made a good father. Why else would a man seem so happy sitting still with a small child and watching a cartoon sponge? She accidentally smiled at Jaden which caught his eye. Jaden smiled back, wondering what that was for. It wasn't long before Susan had a bout of long yawns. Jaden struggled to hold back his. The last two days had been horrible and exhausting. Jaden lifted her easily from the couch and carried her to the master bedroom. Jaden had decided Bev and Susan could take the master with its attached bath and he would, would be in the smaller second bedroom. The master had a large king bed and he would make do on the queen. After he got Bev and Susan settled he moved to his room. Jaden hadn't had any good sleep in 48 hours. He didn't even try to dig his pajama bottoms out of his bag. He just stripped to his birthday suit and climbed under the covers. He felt like he might sleep through the whole next day. She's sound asleep. Bev whispered as she entered Jaden's room. Jaden was suddenly aware he was naked under the covers. She may sleep most of tomorrow. Bev was wearing one of Jaden's robes. Jaden was wondering what she had on underneath. She had to leave all her clothes in her car back in Evansville. I thought you might like some company. Bev teased as she dropped the robe and revealed herself to Jaden. Jaden couldn't believe how good she looked. Her large breasts looked perfect for her frame. Bev had rid herself of her ponytail. Her long blonde hair cascaded down her shoulders in a most alluring fashion. The trickle of hall light informed Jaden that her blonde hair was a choice, not a gift from God. This woman had a body built for sex. Jaden felt a tingle between his legs as he stared at the beauty before him. I haven't really slept in two days and it's been about that long since I showered. Jaden offered. Are you turning me down? Bev put her hands on her hips, sounding like an angry school teacher. Heavens no! I'm just pre-qualifying my performance. Jaden offered with his most lecherous smile. I'm not at my best. He threw the sheets aside and reached for Bev. His member was already at half-mast cause just by looking at her standing there. Her sexual confidence was intoxicating. She joined him on the bed, lying down next to him. Bev wrapped her hand carefully around his arousal. Poor tired baby. She teasingly whispered in his ear as she kissed his neck. She slowly stroked him to hardness while Jaden played with her breasts. He had never played with tits so large before. He dipped his head down and used his hand to lift the nipple to his mouth. Bev lifted her chest a bit to help him. Jaden suckled on the large nipple, totally enthralled at how it grew. Bev mewed and softly kissed the top of his head. She loved having her nipples teased. She stroked his manhood, pleased about how hard he was getting. 
Jaden started to get his second wind and moved to roll Bev onto her back and get a bit more dominant. Bev laughed and shifted her weight to keep him on his back. Tonight you're my sex toy. Bev kissed him on the lips. I took a nap on the train. I'll do all the work. She kissed his neck and moved down his chest dragging her gorgeous breasts down his body. Jaden shivered at her dominance. It felt wonderful letting her take care of him. She continued kissing down his stomach as her breasts began dancing around his erection. Bev briefly encased his cock between her heavenly pillows before dropping her mouth over the head and tickling the underside with her tongue. Jaden twitched involuntarily and a groan escaped his lips. Bev's mouth was like a furnace as it dropped lower down his shaft and slowly sucked its way back up. His hips gave a little jerk and Bev giggled and raised her mouth. Someone is not as tired as he let on. She teased, then engulfed him again. Jaden couldn't believe how good it felt. There was no hesitation in any of her actions. She knew what she wanted and just took it. His hips were trying desperately to meet her downstrokes and he felt the beginnings of a monstrous orgasm. Bev sensed his impending need. She released his erection, rose up on her knees and straddled his groin. She tenderly reached between her legs and pushed Jaden's cock toward his stomach. She lowered his pussy over the underside of his erection and slowly dragged her sex up and down his length. Oh, fuck! Jaden moaned. The feeling was incredible. Her wetness made him slick and the sliding was massaging the most sensitive part of his cock. Don't you dare come yet! Bev purred her command. She licked her finger and began circling the head of his cock, creating a powerful tickling sensation. You keep that up and I will. Jaden whispered with a smile as he struggled to ignore the sensations. Bev enjoyed her power over him. She loved to tease men and men loved her teasing. She could sense she had Jaden near the edge. Bev rose up a bit and lifted his cock to her opening. I have some condoms in my bag. Jaden continued, more out of habit than desire. Bev stopped and looked down at him with a silly grin. You're kidding, right? Bev rhetorically asked. The cartel will kill us long before anything we could possibly give each other. Bev was under no illusion about their chances. She came to Jaden tonight because it could be their last. She wasn't going to pass up a good time when time was so limited. Jaden gave her a broad smile and pulled her hips down onto his erection. If this was going to be the last woman he made love to then it was going to glorious. He reached up and pulled her face down to his and kissed her full on the lips. Bev responded and their tongues danced. Jaden loved the feel of her breasts on his chest. He stroked her hips and ass as he pulled himself into her. She had childbearing hips. He remembered how she held Susan and found himself drifting a bit toward melancholy. Bev sensed the change and dropped her lips to his ear. What's done is done. Bev whispered softly. Let's just enjoy each other. She rose slightly, lifting her breasts off his chest. I find you very stimulating, Jaden. I have never been with someone who knows about me. Bev lifted so his cock was barely in her entrance, and then lowered herself again with a passionate groan. I find you stunning. Jaden responded lustfully. He moved his hands to her chest and massaged her breasts. The way you carry yourself, your confidence, and these magnificent breasts. If you're a tit man, then I'm your girl. Bev giggled as she rode him. She arched her back, making her breasts even more prominent. Bev's movements were getting more sporadic. Her hips were moving back and forth as well as up and down. Jaden couldn't find the rhythm and just pushed up with his hips to give more of himself. He was truly her sex toy, and he found himself enjoying it. I think I may be a Beverly man. Jaden opined between gasps. He had never felt so submissive in bed. He had been pleasured before, but had never mentally entered this, no control, mode. It was so refreshing to be used and let Bev be responsible for her own joy. He vowed to turn the tables tomorrow. Bev was panting at his words. She was losing a bit of control as her pussy began to clamp down on Jaden's erection. Her need was evident to Jaden and he grabbed her thighs as she leaned back and closed her eyes. Bev reached behind her and gently caressed Jaden's balls as she ground into his groin. Bev was breathing in gasps as she tried to hurry Jaden along. She wanted him with her. She was so close. Her hand dropped lower, just before his anus, and she rubbed with more force. Oh. Fuck. Jaden groaned as his orgasm was coaxed out of him. Bev seemed to know exactly what would send him over the top. He exploded into her as Bev's thighs clamped down on his sides and she went stiff. Bev's hips jerked hard every few seconds, in time with Jaden's ejaculations. The waves that traveled to her body were exquisite. 
all the pains of the world left her mind. Sex was such a wonderful drug for her body. I think I may be a Jaden woman. Bev panted as she collapsed onto Jaden's chest. Normally, she would have parted from her lover. She was usually so aloof once sated. Now, she wanted him to stay in her. She liked feeling him there. It was very comfortable and reassuring. Jaden loved how her sweaty skin felt against his. He held her and felt the lovely little squeezes her pussy gave his exhausted cock. Jaden had always sensed a little fear from the women he had bedded in the past. Bev was fearless, tender, and forceful. A mixture that was new and intoxicating. He could spend a lifetime exploring her. He laughed inwardly, remembering that he probably would. The cartel would most likely give him his desire. Enjoying their newfound closeness, they fell asleep in each other's arms. Bev woke as the room began to brighten from the morning sun. She was a bit chilled and felt for covers by her knees and found none. She had separated from Jaden sometime in the night and found herself on the edge of the bed facing out. Jaden obviously hogged the covers, she thought to herself. Bev smiled as she rolled over to give him a rude awakening by snatching the covers back. Jaden lay on the pillow making that shoe sign with his finger to his lips. Between them lay Susan, sound asleep. Jaden wore a warm smile and just watched Susan's breathing. Susan had awoken alone and terrified in the middle of the night. She had searched the condo in a panic, remembering what happened to her mother. She turned on every light she could find, trying not to cry. She found Bev and Jaden sleeping in each other's arms. Relieved, Susan pulled Bev away from Jaden. Neither woke as Susan crawled between them. She was safe here. She was soon fast asleep again. Jaden looked across Susan to Bev. Bev's hair was tussled about and the little bit of pubic hair he could see was matted from last night's activities. Her breasts were even more beautiful in the light of morning. If Susan wasn't in the bed, he would have attacked Bev immediately. Bev blushed under Jaden's gaze. She didn't understand why his eyes affected her. Having a man look at her naked body never brought butterflies before. It struck her they were both naked with a young child in bed. Bev quickly and quietly exited the bed and retrieved the robe she dropped last night. Get your naked ass off that bed. Bev whispered in Jaden's ear. Jaden would have preferred to just watch Susan sleep. She was like a little angel, even with the drool. He knew Bev was right so he carefully stood, trying not to disturb Susan. Jaden pulled Bev close and kissed her lips. You look wonderful this morning. Jaden breathed, his lips never moving more than an inch from Bev's. Bev smiled at his affection and slapped his naked butt. Take a cold shower, stud. We'll go into extra innings tonight. Bev sighed, kissing his cheek and sending him out of the room. She wondered if her breath smelled as bad as his. It didn't matter, she would have gone animal on him anyway. That is, if Susan hadn't joined them. Bev smiled at the sleeping girl as she lay down next to her. She didn't want Susan to wake up alone again. Jaden spent the morning unpacking and updating a new laptop. He had left a clean one here, in case of emergencies. It was over a year old, but it would serve well as an anonymous research platform. His old electronics weren't as clean and he didn't want to attract undue attention. They needed to find Vincent Thomas if they wanted Susan to ever make it to high school. Their clues were minimal, but they had to try. This story is continued in the next part. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allow members to request future stories and themes. Links are in the description. Thank you for listening.